Welcome to the RAB Poetry Podcast, where we bring you the stories behind the words, where every poem has a story behind it. Our podcast is a journey through the hearts and minds of poets as we delve into the inspirations, struggles, and triumphs that fuel their work. In each episode, we'll feature a poem, sharing the underlying stories and reciting the most powerful and moving pieces. From various poems on wide variety of topics and rising poets and authors, our podcast is the perfect companion for anyone who loves poetry and the power of words. Whether you're a seasoned poetry enthusiast or just getting started, you'll find something to love on the RAB Poetry Podcast. So tune in and let the stories of our poets take you on a journey of inspiration and emotion. Listen to the REB Poetry Podcast, available on all major platforms now. Welcome to Fandom Power. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. <laughs> Batmobile lost a wheel. Have you seen season three of Titans yet? No, I have. I've seen oh, it. Oh, buddy. I've seen it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It actually got great. <laughs> oh, and very that. morbid. It's on my list wow, to watch yeah, this week. No, no, but- hey, everybody. It's uh, Wes, Andy, and Hank, and we're back again this time. Uh, it's our Christmas special oh, oh, oh. of uh, Fandom Power, and we're happy to be able to bring this to you on Christmas Day. In case you're uh, sitting at home with nothing to do and presents are open, you've opened just, all your uh, presents and now you're going through all your toys. Yeah, you can uh, after so you don't fall asleep. That's during. right. That's right. Yeah. I think what better way to uh, celebrate Christmas than to uh, let's talk about toys. Toys. It's what toys. made us. We've been trying to bring toys to the show for a long time, and we've been doing that sort of in fits and spurts with like tie-in stuff to the shows that we that we cover. Certainly, but we've only had a lot like, of tie-ins. We've only had like one dedicated like toy episode. True, and it's I think it's time that we have another one. And what what a perfect opportunity to talk about toys then with uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. It it's was awesome. the, uh, I mean, that's you know, uh, I'm on birthdays I got clothes. Christmas yeah. was when you know. Oh when yeah, it, yeah. When it hit the fan, right? Like what? In term, let's let's talk about that for a second because did you guys birthday wise like was anybody birthday like even remotely close to Christmas? No, uh, August, August 1st, dead, dead in the middle. Yeah. Fact, October August for me. Day. Yeah. Yeah. April for me. So, so I, I mean, it, it was closer to Easter than anything. If I was lucky now, mind you, Christmas for us was always the big, like I say, same with you, like the big push for toys, because that's right. just the expectation and, and birthdays. If I knew something was around, if I had pestered my mom, maybe like the day or two before, and it was still at the store, maybe toys for my birthday, but mm. mostly Christmas. Yeah. 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 I was like being a summer baby. If I if I got toys, they were more like skateboard or a bike. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. Activity things. Sure. But I never, you know, all the all the play sets were, you know, that, that was a winter sport to my parents. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Keep you inside and keep you occupied. Who still has right. toys from their childhood? I do. I do. I do not. Oh. So that makes me the odd person out, doesn't it? Well. I don't have all that, my toys. It wasn't an easy feat to hang on to. <laughs> no. Well, I was going to say the yeah. number of times that you've moved around in your lifetime and you've managed Single to hold on. In my yeah. 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 My whole life, <laughs> the same one. Yeah. Chewbacca, That's cool. First, yeah, yeah. First, first uh, Kenner action figure I ever got actually. So not only your co-pilot in the millennium Falcon, but your co-pilot in life. Yeah, man. That's cool. 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 Kenner. 
there's a name for us. Well, really, I mean, if we're going to talk about toys, particularly boys' toys uh, of our generation, I mean, and we're we're all 80s kids here. I mean, you cannot say action figure without the word Kenner coming no. up. No, it's a true story. I mean, between like G.I. Joe and Ghostbusters and DC superheroes and Centurions, you know. You get, you'd be surprised about the stuff. It was a Saturday morning. You almost buffet. think like, you know, action figure <laughs> Kenner. You just assume that it was Kenner. So when something wasn't made by Kenner, you'd right. be like, uh, what? Yeah. Who I mean, are they, these people? And they had a different quality back then too. I would like agree with could, that the, for the, sure. The Fisher for sure. Price stuff had a different quality. Like they had some really cool sets, like the Fisher yep. Price, like sort of three and three quarters scale yep. adventure boats and things of that nature. And the, like the really weird, five poa hands that they had oh yeah you had the one the one hand that was the uh the the steering wheel hand and then the, right, shi- right. the shifter hand right exactly. <laughs> and, and they all had it but you could tell it was a different quality like and 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 from all accounts kenner was a small sort of you know family-based sort of gra- grassroots kind of company. yeah they were yeah uh, yeah uh and to do big things like that you know like to take chances on properties nobody else would, like you know, like like the famous story of Lucas well, shopping the the toy deal around and and, and a little Mattel saying no, right. thank you, yeah, right, like all don't the yeah, right. miss that one. Stick with Barbie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't want to do your little space toy thing because uh, Mattel's another uh, another of the of the giants. It totally yeah, is, yeah, yeah. especially if you want to get into things for for girls because uh, uh, you know there wasn't. It's, it's not always been uh, equal opportunity. So no, no, uh, and uh, they were the forerunners of, of Barbie. For certainly, uh, you know whether it was uh, late nineteen fifties, the pro- proper stuff or not. It was it was certainly an outlet. You know, and and, and, and they did start to get woke. You you, you got like you know uh, CEO Barbie and, and and Olympic figure skater Barbie and all these cool things for kids. And and then we just can't discount the the the, uh, the marketing that went with masters of the universe. Like, well, I mean, what a package. The reality know? is that masters of the universe was the first brand in Mattel in the company history to uh, outsell Barbie. Yeah. And right. that hadn't right. happened in, in like 40 years, is which, it, right? you know, you're talking like the number one toy, uh, toy from that company was Barbie for decades. And then along comes this right. muscle bound dude. And suddenly, yeah, it was something because that's, you're talking about 49% of the population ostracized in you know not in the way we think but boys weren't buying barbies probably no right? so probably not no. with the numbers that barbie were doing they were doing numbers with half the population which is incredible and, i mean and when you can get something that's a little more universal motu it just went nuts and nuts. that's there's a great there's a great tie-in i mean it's it's a pretty wide uh well-known story now but i mean i'm sure there's still people here who didn't realize that um when the princess of power line came out, they were originally going to be uh, an extension of the masters of the universe brand, but it was the girls group uh, that actually that said, it. yeah, that they basically said, no, no, we want a slice of this, whatever this Motu sure. thing is. And if sure. you're going to do, if you're going to do a line of, of, uh, of females, we want in on that. And that's how you ended up having rooted hair and, and all the play features of Barbie packed right. into these warrior princesses. Yeah. Essentially. So, uh, yeah, because I think, what did they say? Something like a full 30% of all masters uh, fans were, were girls. Girls, Yeah. 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 Yeah, It makes, it makes sense. Lauren is a huge, huge fan. And yet all the villains, the evil horde still came on on masters cards. Yeah. Yeah. But all the, all the females and Bo, 
uh, came on uh, Princess of Power cards. Yep. Yeah, interesting stuff. But they had sort of li- limited versions of the way they could market back then. You know, well, the, once the once Reagan decided was right. <laughs> <laughs> once right. Reagan deregulated that whole thing, and we could just start making twenty-two minute toy commercials, and yep. all bets were off, right? That's right. That's right. And those were some of the best commercials I ever well, saw. Th- this is it, right? Is this not part of the driving force? Like, why? Why as adults we're so nostalgic about it today? Is that it? Just the the emotional connection to the maybe not necessarily even the toys, but the, the entertainment that came with it. Yeah. Cause like Certainly. you don't look back on it as a commercial, you look back and it was like your Saturday morning. Yeah, totally. You'd get up, you get your bowl of cereal and you'd see your early morning cartoons. Right. And if you were lucky, you might get a figure to go with it. Yeah. And I mean, uh, that whole Saturday morning experience, uh, is just, it's such a thing of the past now that it's, it's, it's one of the few things that I truly lament over not having anymore is a Saturday yeah. morning cartoon. Yeah. It, I, I tend to do that with Saturday mornings. Like I, I will honestly, I will like go through Netflix and watch an episode of X-Men and watch yeah. an episode or, or Disney plus sure, sure. An episode of the old Spider-Man and yeah. Yeah. And just, just uh, program just your own Saturday morning. <laughs> really? You know, but, and we were talking about this the other day, Lauren and I, that like, you know, almost lamenting commercials and things of that, like that, the way you had to wait, the way that there was yeah, no other option yeah, yeah, but yeah. to wait, you know, and sometimes two weeks for an episode of, of whatever was going on, you know, they, they would alternate cartoons. We just um, talked about this last night with a friend of ours about why, why is Netflix more, more prone to releasing an entire series at once when other streaming services are not. And I mean, one, you cannot release stuff ahead of its broadcast for one, but then the other one, and it's, this is talk about marketing. This is kind of a, <laughs> If I, and Loki is a great example, they released Loki in June and it ran into July. So, I mean, that's, that's two months of subscription versus one yeah. because yeah, how many, Boba Fett. well, this is what I mean. How many people signed up for the first season of Mandalorian? And then as soon as it was over, dumped it. Yeah. Right. And, and so, then, and the numbers were huge. And so now we can't blame them, but their, their marketing is crafty. Yeah. You have yeah, to have yeah. a three month subscription to get all of Boba Fett. <laughs> it, bleeds into, it bleeds into the ninth of February. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and, and that's crafty and good business real estate. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. I, 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 for one, uh, the, I, I've had it since day one. Uh, as have I. Yep. I've never found like, I, I returned to it more than Netflix. Certainly. Certainly. This la- uh, since Disney plus day, uh, which we covered a while ago, I've been going back and watching some of the stuff that's not necessarily under the Disney tab. Like mm-hmm. I'm into the national geographic tab, uh, more often than I would, <laughs> when I would admit to most people, but watching lots of stuff on Disney and it's, and it's great. It's, it's well-produced. And that's one of the things they're talking about with the new Spider-Man movie. And then uh, no spoilers for anybody uh, out there, but um, Spider-Man's in it. <laughs> Spider-Man. Sorry. Is, I'm sorry. Is in it. Yeah. And he's wearing a, a costume. They, um, stars, the Disney. Yeah. The, the, the it's not Hulu in the States. Everybody right. Has, right. 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 We, we get stars, but stars is a part of the Sony distrib- like distribution. And there are, there is, I did not know that saying that, that, that may be a way that we could get, uh, the Sony, that, uh, right, uh, Marvel films. MCU, interesting. Very interesting. You'd think they want to reach the as uh, far as they can with it. So I think well, that, uh, the, the thing that as Canadians, and if you're watching the show in Canada, you guys can appreciate this is that when it comes to like, uh, licensing and distribution, CanCon screws us over because, 
you know, the one of the three, whether it's the CBC or Global or CTV gets the distribution deal from the mm-hmm. the, the producer. You know, you you've basically you got to chase the dog to find out where it is. Yeah, there is right. no, yeah. you can't just you know a la carte get whatever you want. And I mean, arguably yeah. you, you you can sort of, but it's well, not. This is that that's why the whole everything is moving to the Apple Box or the Alexa or that that sort of style of. Yeah. on demand yep. streaming um, and, and I, it, it bothers me a little it's in terms of collecting because inevitably that's what we're talking about and when you're you're no longer buying a dvd or even a uh like you know say that I, I, that picture i had of the the motu collection in the back yeah, you're not yeah. doing that anymore but you're 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 sort of purchasing the right to stream things and that like what there's no physicality there and so i don't know like uh, collecting strong with us and it's weird doing it and stuff but it's a weird thing to purchase the right to stream something it's You're weird purchasing but air ones when, and zeros when you actually get into the nitty-gritty of it and you look at the back of say your your uh your disc-based uh console media whether it's a video game or a dvd and you start mm-hmm. reading the small print that it tells you right on it. You're not buying the media. You're buying the license to just to show the media within your house privately. That's right. And that's what the FBI warnings were. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There but was I, a guy that sued somebody uh, over that and, and it went really far in court, but then it fell apart. But basically it was a guy who had purchased the Led Zeppelin album. Oh, sure. Uh, and then thought, well, oh, is this the eBay this- thing that came out this week? Uh, I don't know if I, I haven't read about it in a long time, so perhaps, oh, okay. All right. but he had bought a, a Led Zeppelin album and then, you know, in the seventies and then thought that that automatically guaranteed him yep. a tape of it and a CD of it and oh, an okay. MP3 of it because he had already purchased the rights yeah, to the music to display that music. And yep. he thought that any subsequent formats should be absolutely free if you had purchased any of the formats. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It went really close to destroying music in terms of their ability to make multiple lots of money. Like how many of us have gone burned through tapes? Oh my gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tapes especially used to burn through them. There was a case that came out, I saw this week on the BBC about a, a lady who had sold an Eric Clapton CD uh, unknowing, not knowing that when her husband bought it that it was a bootleg copy. So she put it up on eBay and honestly, she put it up for like peanuts. It was like 12 bucks. It was like regular price for a CD. Right. Sure. And uh, Eric Clapton uh, took exception to that and sued and won. So they gave him 12 bucks? Like... And legal costs, which amounted to about $3,000. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. guy needs $3,012. No, but again, <laughs> and that that's that whole uh, eBay commitment to uh, not selling fakes, right? So mm-hmm. all it takes is one person to say that's a bootleg copy. And boom, you're, you're, you're nailed with it. Wow. But that, that takes us right back to the whole collecting thing because bootleg action figures are a whole industry in themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and you can purchase them on eBay. Well, this is it, right? <laughs> so, and I, I go back to this all the time and we're going to, and we're going to talk about a little bit about it more as the show goes on. But like, it, I'm a big transformer collector. There's no, <laughs> I don't think anybody's surprised at that. Um, we in the transformer community, we have this thing that we we talk about what's called third party transformer companies. They're not making transformers; they're making transformable robots. Certainly, but there's no hiding it. These are 
in some cases, uh, straight up knockoffs of existing Hasbro molds that are either upscaled or, or, you know, redecoed and like the companies don't shut these people down. Like I can think of one example in the last, well, since I've been collecting as an adult for what, uh, uh, 15 years, I, th- I can think of one example where Hasbro actually litigated one of these third party companies to say, no, don't do that. And that's right. only when they were making their, when Hasbro was uh, getting ready to launch the HasLab crowdfunded Unicron, there was another company called Zeta Toys, and they were making their uh, not Unicron. And that's the only time I've ever seen them go, oh, no, no, you're not. They put an injunction up and they they stopped them from making it. But, oh, wow. But here's the thing with bootleg toys, and I had this discussion with another collector friend of mine last week. The reason why companies don't shut these other, when I say companies, I'm talking like your big toy companies, Hasbro, Mattel, NECA and such and such. Well, maybe NECA, not so much. They're a little smaller, but the big ones anyway, if you sell a bootleg transformer or you sell a bootleg, whatever, it still brings attention to the real brand. And there's this, there's this like reciprocal symbiotic relationship that, especially in the transformer world, if I sell, if I go to sell you like a $400, like amazing, crazy complicated Optimus Prime, there's a very specific niche market that's going to buy that. But the sure. attention that's brought to Optimus Prime might get the average person to go, oh shit, I'll just go and get the official one on the shelf there for 30 bucks. Yeah, that's right. And so, that's you right. know, third party, uh, third party toys still benefit the, the, the big guys the largely. Yeah. 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 I, a lot of people would buy it, you know, if, if you can't get that sort of, uh, the look to your shelf that you want if, if yeah. you know if yeah, you yeah. can buy 30 stormtroopers from from alibaba <laughs> yeah. super cheap that's right until the time that you can actually afford a fucking eight boot sure sure dollar christmas sweater right exactly an 80 dollar <laughs> that's a freebie um <laughs> put, put some money in the jar uh, uh like you know what i mean like i do yes i do shelves until i can actually get the real thing but in a photograph in some cool action stuff that i do on on instagram Nobody could tell the difference between a $12 Stormtrooper and an $80 Stormtrooper. No, of course not. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't think it happens so much that it's driving the prices out of proportion. They are a little bit high for me. I don't think that this is... I don't... Like, when I look at something like, okay, the vintage collection with Star Wars, and I I think, is is that aimed at kids? It it certainly seems like it's aimed at collectors, but it's still on the shelves. And we've had this sort of argument, the Scott Nylick sort of argument. And I, I agree with Scott in the sense when he, when he says that $20, a kid could afford $20 on their allowance. They yeah. couldn't, they couldn't afford. Sure. If they saved up for it. I mean, but the days of like walking into the store with your five bucks in your pocket and your mom pitching in the other two, those days right. are just gone. But and, yeah. and, and, and then, okay. So I could actually conceive of a kid working hard, doing yeah doing yeah that, that 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 kid that wants star wars figures and saves up for a 20 dollar figure and then might yep. take four i don't know what kids get for allowance i don't days. know i don't have an allowance well if right? my wife gives but me how one how are you going to collect 160 of them how are you gonna, that's true yeah the things we were able to do as kids because they we, they were affordable to yeah us. yeah you remember that that millennium falcon was 15 dollars in the 70s oh my gosh yeah that was yeah, yeah, yeah back then but that was 15 dollars you can have yeah. a paper route and afford a millennium falcon yeah no you're absolutely right Today, on that it's four hundred dollars. No, I know. Try to buy a Legacy Falcon today uh, on the secondary market. <laughs> yeah. So, if if I have a problem with anything, it's that 
I, I wish that kids could participate the way that we used to participate. Sure, sure. I know it wasn't our money either. Yeah. But certainly it was more commensurate with, you know. Yeah, you know, you're right. Star you're Wars absolutely right. for 99 cents, man. You talk about, uh, you know, the vintage collection specifically, and you say that it's, you know, I, you know, ostensibly it's aimed at us as the adult collector, but it's on the retail shelf. The right. the terminology adult collectible is a marketing term, really. I mean, you could say like Masters of the Universe Classics. I have a big collection of Masters of the Universe Classics. They were sold as a 15 plus adult collectible. It's a marketing term, you yeah. know, I mean, uh, but again, you know, you've got to have that guaranteed buy-in and that still largely to this day is the big box store or the major retailer. Yeah. Yeah. That's the gateway. Yeah. To, yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 I don't know how much I agree or disagree with some of the the industry professionals about, you know, the collectors making up, you know, an additional 20% of the, of the market. Whereas like, you know, the, the kid, you know, who needs a present for the Johnny's birthday party is 80% of that. I don't know about that. I can't see it. I still think that, uh, you know, the, the, and I, I mean, I think for us, because again, the one thing I do agree with is how passionate we are as collectors because we love this stuff so much. And that that has to also inform that eighty percent. If that's their, I think so. They want to throw when you and I take our kids to buy Johnny's birthday present. Yeah, we're going to be influenced by what? Well, yeah. I might be well, inclined to pick up something nice, for myself. Look at this! Look at this transformer you could get, Johnny. That's right. Yeah. Wouldn't he like that? Wouldn't he like a Star Wars? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Push our sort of personal agendas, and if those numbers are inflated by that, it that you've got to take a chunk of that percentage and give it back to the adult collector. Absolutely. That, and you, yeah. br- you, so you bring up something else about pushing our, our sensibilities and our tastes onto kids. Um, Andy, do your kids like any of the brands that you're into? Uh, not so much. <laughs> no. uh, mine don't give two craps about what I'm into. They'd be like, whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's true. But I still remember as a kid, you know, if, if you were going to pick out that present for Johnny or whoever, your tastes leaned into it. I remember Absolutely specifically. They do. No, right, you're totally right. right. Pointing out a GI Joe. How many Joe. times did you get, get your friend a toy that you wanted? Yeah. How many times did that yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. were hovering over them as they opened it, going, "Hey, uh, can I play with that next?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let Dad me, see that. I want to. I want to see how that works. Storm Shadow, <laughs> a first edition Storm Shadow. Sure, yeah. And I was like, I would have this figure. Yeah, I would love yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it kind of pains you to give it away, but uh, still made for a good birthday yeah. present. Of course it does. Uh, the other thing, I mean, uh, with retail today, I mean, oh my God, we're going all over the place today, aren't we? That's eh, okay. It's um, Christmas. Talking about the the retail thing, and I, I've said this before, as a retailer, somebody who works uh, in retail, who actually has a retail toy store, not that I'm trying to plug that, is mm-hmm. how many people, we're all in the Facebook groups, right? We're all in the groups. Yes. We all see the reseller. Yes. And I mean, the guy who's stood in line, who's gone to Walmart, Toys R Us. At yeah, we're in Canada. Five in the we morning. Still, we Co- still have Co- Toys R Us in Canada. Right? So you've, you've gone to retail. You've, you've, you've bought your uh, Star Wars Black Series figure at $35 retail. From Hasbro. Now you've paid. Yeah. So now you've paid uh, HST uh, on it. And um, you're going to flip it now. And then suddenly you get these guys and they're, they're adding, you know, my time, my gas and whatever other kind of goodwill value that they want to put on it. But if you just left it there, somebody else could have got it that wanted it not to flip it just because they want it. Are you actually actually going to hunt it? 
So my question is, are you helping the hobby or are you hurting it by doing that? I'd say hurting because like the, the big groups, right? Like Hasbro, yeah. Mattel, Ken or whatever. Sure, sure. They don't care who buys it. No. So all it does is reflect in their numbers that it's sold. Yeah. But they're saying that's just for a retail sale and, you know, it's just going to turn around, wind up on the groups. Yeah. And your average collector, you know, you go in and the shelves are bare. It seems to be the case where we are anyway. If the, if the companies didn't support the secondary market, they wouldn't have this planned exclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. Planned exclusivity. I I hear you on that. I, I think that, I, I don't know what kind of <laughs> money they make, but the thing I see a lot of is I see Amazon deals or Amazon posts, yep. if you will. Yep. Um, oh, sponsored from, posts come up in your feed every from day. From Hasbro. Yeah, yeah. At exorbitant rates for figures that are on pre-release. Uh, as Not of, in stock. Ships in June. As of the as of the recording of this episode uh, today on uh, today's deals on Amazon included the McFarlane uh, Justice League Cyborg and Batman on for sixteen ninety nine Canadian uh, free prime shipping. So I mean, that's that's a good deal. that is a good, a deal. good deal. Yeah. Uh, but what, I, what I, I'm talking about the, almost the opposite thing. I'm talking about they they'll announce a pre release and you can oh yeah that, yeah pre orders and then not get enough stock to fill them all. And then and then have the actual Hasbro on you know sold by yep. Hasbro yep. on Amazon and yep. have this figure be three times the price and are is that the corporation literally marking sold by Hasbro as if they were a third party retailer on on right. Amazon yeah 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 and that's the thing that I I almost that's the thing that's starting to drive me crazy if but I buy- they're they're recognizing and now beginning to profit very off rarely the secondary market and when we talk about profiting profiting off the secondary market let's talk about Mattel's buyback thing for a minute. Oh, I, so I'm not, I'm not in the loop on that. What's that about? So they're, they're buying, they'll buy back your Barbies. They'll buy back really? your Hot Wheels. They'll buy back, it's not Hot Wheels, Matchbox. They, the they actually one. own both of them, to be honest. Now right. they do, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they'll buy that stuff back. If it's from the 60s, if you don't, if you're a grandma and you've got a friggin' thing of Matchbox cars. Oh, sure. They'd love, they'd love to get some original red lines. <laughs> what they want to do is they they claim they're going to melt everything down, recycle it. No, they're not. New toys. No, no they're, they're not. not. They're going to flip them on the open market. Yeah, and cover the money that they think is theirs. And it's disgusting. Well, this is the thing. Like, like, uh, I'm going to go back to Hasbro for a second. Like when you talk about the the big companies wanting to get a slice of that nostalgia pie, you know, that we all love, because that's what we're buying into. We're buying into the nostalgia, yeah. the things that we love. What do you think the retro collection is all about? When you see the mm-hmm. retro Star Wars collection, five POA action figures, that is Hasbro directly. Yeah, there you go. Hasbro directly wanting to get into that, uh, getting that slice of the nostalgia pie. That's my brainworm. They, they got yeah, me by yeah, the yeah. short curlies and I'll admit it. That's why I only have one. They tried it. <laughs> so they tried it with uh, with GI Joe as well recently. When they went back, they did. Uh, now here's where that bit them in the ass though was uh, they were 25th anniversary Joes on uh, 80 style cards. <laughs> oh wow! And some people were like, "Why did you just issue the 25th anniversary figure that I've already bought twice?" <laughs> yeah, match. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, but that gets I us all the time. Were, I, I think another place Hasbro didn't really understand the market was with the six inch Joes because I don't. I don't know if they did as well as they could have. <sighs> they're they're I mean, still they're going. More beautiful, but I don't, I don't, I don't know that that line has the legs. That I the tried to has. buy into it. I said I wasn't going to collect GI Joe unless they did a six inch line because, as an adult collector, uh, six inches my scale. That's just 
the way it is. It looks great. Yeah, it, looks it great does. It shelf, is. Man. It is the default uh, collector scale, I think, you know, because it's, uh, you know, the most detail that you can pack in for the, the minimist minimalist price point i guess Mm -hmm. this is it yeah so i mean i think it's it's a great scale but then i'm like okay six inch gi joe line i'm in and i bought the pulse exclusive snake eyes which is a gorgeous figure gorgeous and then the retail release the rollout was so horrible and i mean we can talk distribution if we want to i mean we've touched on it before just it's it's terrible i mean toy distribution right now is terrible although hasbro's been catching up though the the black series the last two or three waves have been like rapid fire right out on top of each other. They're going to be smart at Christmas though. They yeah, are oh, yeah. going to be smart at Christmas. Last time I was in a GameStop, maybe a week ago, um, they were packed with stuff. I couldn't afford what they had yeah, there for the yeah. first time in a long time. Yeah. They had um, a beautiful um, zero from the Mandalorian. Oh they had, yeah. 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 They had the, the uh, night brother, the yellow night brother. From I just, <laughs> I just bought Fallen that figure. Order. I just bought that figure. Yeah. And then they had like, so it was hard to choose. And I, I eventually settled on Shirit, uh, Omway, which I never got the new shirt. Yeah. Uh, with the yeah, face so print. Nice, nice face print tech. So, and I, I like when I messaged that to you and you were like Bodhi and I was like, no, no yeah, Bodhi. Eh? Mm. Not available. Before, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. I made that decision with my, with my, uh, rogue one figures that I would just stick with the ones I already had because I already have them. Bodhi is the only one that they didn't do that in the, that and the 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 brown jacket Cassian, yeah, uh, which was only available in that three pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy expensive. Well, that's the other thing too. Uh, retailer exclusives. I mean, retailer exclusives. I get how they work. I know why they work. It's the incentive for the retailer to buy a year's worth of product. I still hate them. Still hate them. <laughs> I still hate I, them. And maybe it's because I can't be there Wednesday morning at eight a.m. every day like I yep, used to yep. to get there and 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 be that guy. <laughs> I tend to, you know, though, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I, I tend to, if I buy it early, it's because I want it. Right. You know, I wouldn't put my, I'm standing there with all the scalpers, but I'm, I'm actually competing for something I want to hang on my wall. Or put on my I shelf. don't like the idea. I mean, I've been in the aisles when they're, when the guys are in there hawking, like, and you see them, you know, who they are, you, you recognize them yeah. instantly. The, the body language says it all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're body and kids. They're, they're <laughs> looking sideways at you. Like you better not be touching the thing I'm going for. And as soon right, as you put right. your hand out, they're like, <gasps> And it's just, yeah. no, man, <laughs> I'm here buying it for me as a retailer. And here's the, here's the thing as a toy retailer, if I can't buy it from myself, then I'll go out and buy it on the shelf, but I'm not buying sure. it to flip it. I buy it because I want it. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. Yeah. That's different than stocking your shelves. Yeah. You I'm know, not buying it at retail. Yeah. So the, I meant to finish that off and I forgot to, as a, as a retailer, I will say this, if you have enough money, like if you have enough liquidity that you can afford to go out and buy hundreds or even thousands of dollars worth of toys at retail to flip them, you are doing it wrong. Register as a business, spend the $60 or whatever it costs in your province, get a business license and get a wholesale account like everybody else and be a business. Don't pretend that you're some like altruistic, I'm helping the fan community by doing this person because you're not just be a business like be a real business and do it legitimately you're going to save you're getting the stuff at wholesale man and that's all i'll say about that it just makes me angry well hank you bring up a good point though about you know going in and seeing and having to make that choice like i can't afford this all and that goes back to that collector like the nightlick thing you know if adults can't go in and you know 
get it all. How do they ever expect a kid with yeah. a paper route? Oh, no, you're right. 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 And then it's when they do release toys that are aimed at the kids. Like there's this two and a half inch Star Wars line. I don't know if you guys have seen. It's like I can actually spend 40 bucks and get a Mandalorian figure and a Grogu and a, a, the ship and some playset parts. And it's like 40 bucks and it's somewhere between a little bit bigger than a Lego mini. But yep. smaller than a 3.5 POA. And it's lots of detail and stuff. But they're not. I always. Kid, you don't have to dumb down to kids. No. What we played with what we played with, and we're still playing with ostensibly the same thing. I was a big fan of. Um, for kids. I was one of the few people in my circle of friends as a kid who actually had some pieces from the, the Star Wars micro collection, the, the original mm-hmm. die cast metal uh, figures. And they were. They were. I mean, as a tabletop gamer, as someone who's grown up with role-playing games, I think that the the current, the standard size for a, a tabletop miniature is about 25 millimeters now, but those were closer to like 20 millimeter, like they were small, and I, I always thought that they were like ahead of their time, mm-hmm. uh, so that to me, yeah, there you go, so there, 25, 25 millimeter scale, uh, uh, was that Luke? Uh, I think it's Wedge. Okay, 25 millimeter Luke. Uh, now is that a Wizards of the Coast one? Is that an all plastic one? It is. Yeah. Okay. Those were great uh, as an adult because my my time and energy to invest in painting is like long gone. Right. So a fully <laughs> a fully painted miniature. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, and well done too. They're very very well done. So I I see that stuff and I think, man, I was playing with that stuff before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, some of the other brands that are uh, that are breaking out here on the collector space i like them uh definitely a fan of some of the stuff coming out of neca like uh that new elf I figure have... that's coming i want that yeah. <laughs> and i can't see how that's aimed at kids because they don't even remember the show right but uh, i have a lot of respect for these small companies doing big things yeah um they're not pulling punch they're not trying to say this is a 30 dollar kids toy they're no. like here here is a you know 75 dollar adult collectible and we're not pulling punches with it they're not, they're, you know, these, they're not marketing, they're not trying to market craft. They're sure, not sure. Going to find yeah. the NECA figure in, in Walmart. Uh, you will if you're in the United States. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? So NECA has an exclusive distribution deal with Target. Uh, oh, so they actually have uh, in, uh, in the States, in the, it's right around their electronic sections of every store. They have basically the NECA section. NECA has actually gone so far as to uh, recruit what they call volunteer brand ambassadors. And so you, you as a citizen can write to NECA and say, look, I live in such and such a city. I want to be a brand ambassador and they will assign you a store and your volunteer job. Keep in mind, this is a paid job. That's what, this is what uh, a merchandiser does. They will have you go down to the target and you will basically do inventory and just make sure the shelves look nice. And then you, the junk man gets backstage at a lot of the places. Is he a merchandiser? He has a big merchandiser. Uh, go that, figure. Yeah. He actually, yeah. I've seen him go. Yeah, right yeah. To Walmart. I've <laughs> seen those videos too, and I kind of yeah. go, "Oh, that's getting kind of scary." Yeah, 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 yeah. Nowadays, anyway, yeah. But yeah, so you you can, in fact, uh, you can buy NECA at retail in the states. It's a little so more. That, it's a little more. Uh, uh, I mean, we can get NECA at EB Games and and GameStop. Yeah, um, but it's so still that's, that's very true. Largely I, I the realm the of. Uh, section at walmart last yep. time i was there same time i went to gamestop and they did have a like lots of pop vinyls and action figure 
the uh, Walmart little exclusive little Turbo Man. Tiny little section of <laughs> yeah. high-end exclusive yeah, 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 yeah. action figure style stuff. But it's growing. I'll talk about NECA here for a second because in my in my retail business in Canada, still NECA is still largely the realm of the independent. So it's kind of hurrah for me. I've actually yeah. said, uh, based on my uh, my target audience, that if if NECA and I mean this is this is just the reality that I'm going to end up facing at some point is um, who doesn't want to be in big box retail because that again that's your guaranteed sales. WalMarts and Targets and and other big box Toys R Us. They, they commit to 12 months of product at one time. That's what the, that's what things like New York toy fair are for. They're not for you and me as a collector. They're for the, the industry people to go and make purchases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if NECA breaks into big box in Canada, I might as well just shut my front door because that is one of the few brands that, that keeps me going. Right. So, yeah. Also, it's, and it, this is the other thing that I, I find difficult to deal with. And it's not, it's not anybody's fault really is like the licensing deals. NECA has gotten some amazing licenses. Like they got the, the 89, sorry, not the 89. They got the, uh, the movie Ninja Turtle license mm-hmm. right. and for a year, for one year, uh, that was United States only. So you, you could not buy them in Canada, uh, from a retailer. You had to go to third party. Wow. The other thing that happened this year, and this this kind of this kind of bugged me, was uh, <laughs> they got a license for uh, Disney's Gargoyles yes. cartoon. Oh, I was talking about that this morning, actually. And it it is also U.S. only. And I've I've been communicating with them through their social media about like, hey, any chance you guys can can push to try and get this to open up a little bit? And there's just no word, hmm. no word back on it. But yeah, because this is uh, our think- Christmas episode, I think it's pretty safe. I can I can let this one go is uh from a third party uh reseller. Now my wife Kim is a huge Gargoyles fan. She loved the show back in the 90s. Uh I found a guy locally who had a uh, Goliath for sale. So uh, Merry Christmas, honey. I hope you enjoy him. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, really awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, literally this morning we were talking about Gargoyles. Uh, still a great now, show. Yeah. Such a good show. There's one. And, I don't uh, know why they haven't tapped it for like super, super Toyota or reboot or what's that. I don't know why they haven't like, tapped it for like a reboot or something. Oh, you mean the yeah. show? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. not? I mean, if you can reboot tailspin and dark wing duck, yeah. and duck tail, that's what I mean. Like, uh, why not? Who had the licensing for gargoyles? What was Disney. Was that Warner brothers? Was it Disney? Disney. Yeah. It's a Disney it show. Disney. It is. Yeah. Oh. It's on Disney plus too. Yeah. Is it really? Yes, it is. But back then, wow, Kenner okay. had the license for the figures. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So the original figures were uh, Kenner. Or yeah. Kenner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. I recall that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look. Uh, so we're l- looking at this image now. Uh, talk about Centurions for a second. And uh, <laughs> it, that ties nicely into our uh, discussion about third party stuff. Yeah. Small toy company out of Asia coming a uh, ramen toy, like as in ramen noodles. Yeah. Just released what they're calling their 80s commanders. There's no hiding it. They're modern centurions. Yes. Yes, they are. They look <laughs> really real cool. nice too. They do look nice. They look like they're really, they look like a riff on the, uh, on the show more than the, the original toy. Uh, but same with the, the plug-in accessories. And it looks like it's the, like the original Jake Rockwell, Ace McLeod and, and, uh, Max, uh, Ray. Max Ray with their, what is it? The, their base sets. Remember, was it Sky Knight? I think and uh, Manta. I think was the the I generic so. one. And what was the generic one that came with Jake? 
I don't I remember, remember what it was the called, names of his. But it's like Lord. a bazooka and a backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the guys from Raw Men have been uh, they've been online quite a bit actually uh, promoting it, and uh, people have asked, are you, are you going to do any of the other accessory sets to to plug into these guys? And and I think they're they're going forward with that. Nice. Yeah. yeah so yeah. people might finally get those exclusive other figures. Maybe the ones they never got to making. Except in prototypes, I guess. Yeah, the, the uh, oh my God, I can't remember their names. I did a whole thing on them uh, a year ago for the toy group. I, I wrote an, uh, an article on them. can't remember their names now. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Other toy brands. Other toy brands. You want to talk about some of the other brands? Oh, okay. So what do we got here? We got McFarlane. McFarlane. Uh, He's been around about, for a while. Talking about McFarlane, especially as an adult collector, uh, I think it's safe to say that McFarlane, I know the word gets tossed around a lot, but in, in all honesty, McFarlane revolutionized uh, the toy industry. I'd say so. I, I think they paved the way for these 3D sculpts and these the, 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 the level of detail that you could get. Certainly That's just it. The beautiful stuff in that spawn line that they originally had. Uh, there would I be mean, no NECA without, <clears throat> without McFarlane. I mean, the I level of detail. Yes, I mean, he stood like 13 inches, and he collapsed down, and and the detail on that figure, uh, just yeah. When um, I think the very first wave of it, though, yeah, it was still very much action figure like. Oh, very much, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's then, then when they moved into like the, the more, spawn. yeah, more like uh like limited uh, posable statues. Yeah, like little statuettes. <laughs> yeah, and started yeah. riffing on their iconic covers. And- I think of uh, those those uh, late '90s, early 2000s McFar the the first original run of McFarland toys. And mm-hmm. when I see them come in, people ask me if I buy toys in the shop, and I'm like, yeah, I do. And then they they bring them in, and my first thing, my first thought about them is, ooh, brittle. <laughs> the plastic used in those yeah. original McFarland toys did not age very well. No, no. Yeah, uh, throw that throw that slide back up again, there, Andy. What else we got there? We got uh, oh, Playmates. You can't you can't discount you can't them. discount Playmates. I mean, they had uh, and still have one of the, the longest running toy licenses of all time uh, in Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yeah. Still going, by the way. Um, highly playable. And then they also have, as an adult collector, if you're looking for a line to get into and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money, you can always go to Playmates, uh, the Playmates Star Trek line. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> those yeah, things yeah. on card are still only like 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I actually, we had that conversation the other night too. We've just been rewatching everything Star Trek lately and, wondering they never did like you would think is the is the market is there no s- slot there are are they i know they're producing niche things yep and high-end niche things but there's yep. no like for a wide like a big figure line version of uh, the six inch star trek line which you would think might do very well I've, there's hundreds of characters that you could the, the your shelves with the most recent licensee for action figures for star trek that i can think of was mcfarlane and they only had it for not long. Not very long, and they, they only right. did, uh, oh my god, they were supposed to do two figures, and I think they did just the the Shatner classic Captain Kirk, and I think that's okay. the only thing they ever did. Oh. Wow. Yeah, there was some quarter scale stuff a, a few years ago that came out. I mean, quarter scale is huge. Huge. Um, but Di- uh, Diamond Select has a Star Trek license, and they've done... Kind of in the same vein as McFarlane, they've done some like limited posable statuesque kind of things. Uh, in their select line, um, but I would say their their the greatest claim for them is their uh, their starship line, 
Yeah. Uh, the, the diamond select Star Trek ships, which apparently they're still doing. I've been, personally been waiting to, uh, to get the Enterprise B because it's the only Enterprise that they have not released yet. Hmm. Um, but apparently that's going to come after they do their USS Reliant. Hmm. So yeah, Diamond Select's kind of where it's at right now for track. Like you say, there's there's always that the high end collectible. Uh, oh, that's a cat. That is a cat. <laughs> you hope that's a cat. When I let him in here. But oh, it's also very annoying. Well, Merry Christmas, Kitty. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to the oh, show. Jesus. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm being attacked. Christmas cat. That's awesome. Well, you couldn't have scripted that if you tried. That was the best thing ever. Are you still alive? It's like one of those internet horror movies. Oh, God, can we help him? That was a... Uh, he didn't hurt me at all. We're leaving that, that in, by the man. way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, that's an action figure. Yeah, that's a, that's a short for uh, the, the promo for this yeah. episode. Yeah, that's a promo. Attacked by your cat. Table. I'm going to put him out of the room. Give me five seconds. Okay. <laughs> right to him. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the sweetest man. All right. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, you know I the whole got Nick Fury there. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> there's a reason that Nick Fury action figure comes with a cat in shackles. Yes, eh? Right. <laughs> um, right. Talking about Star Trek, uh, you know that that's the age old question: Trek or Wars? And and I mean, merchandising wise, I mean, there's no question. I think you know Star Wars has kind of dominated that for a oh, long for sure. time. Um, and in, and Star Wars is no no uh, slouch to high end collectibles as well. I mean, uh, just look no. at the the lightsaber third party lightsaber uh, companies out there. Even the the, the Black Series lightsabers, the yeah. for, the Force FX lightsabers, and all the the collectible helmets and whatnot. 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 Oh, you just happen to have one in reach. There you go. My battery's dead. Batteries. Yeah. Batteries. Oh, it's beautiful. The sound turned off right now. It's beautiful. This is one of those. Uh, it's part of my collection that I don't really, uh, I don't, you know, show a lot of people. Uh, but the, these are those like Rebel Sabers. Oh, Rebel Sabers. Knock, yeah, knockoffs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you will, whatever, you know, the, like they, they've got that license, but they're, they're infinitely better. Yep. Than the, than the Black Series stuff. Like, you hmm. know, Black Series guys, Hasbro, like take it. You would never go out and, and, and duel with the Black Series Force There's FX this, lightsaber super cool video which is like a, an ad for these rebel sabers yep and it's a guy with one of those combat sabers poly yeah, yeah, yeah versus a guy with a katana <laughs> they're not trying to hurt each other no but they're showing you this this polycarbonate lightsaber takes two shots from a katana yeah 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 before it disintegrates that you know Hey, because uh, if you did that with a, a Force Effects lightsaber, it, it would turn to dust. That's a one shot. You know, one and shot so and done. If they could get their, their techs together with that style of polycarbonate blade, I guess they don't. Like, I actually, I, um, I'm building a building for a guy who wants to get his kid a lightsaber. Yeah, sure, sure. That. So he said, he's like, I pretty much want an inflatable pool noodle, though, because oh, I don't yeah. want the dog to die. <laughs> I was telling about this thing, like you, could, you could wail on a heavy bag but he's like no I, yeah, yeah. I have pets I don't want my full five-year-old killing an animal with it so but uh yeah you know you're right about those and uh I just got so Lauren you you're gonna see this on Christmas Day I, I got her a second Asajj Ventus ah, nice lightsaber on Cyber Monday it was $1.99 oh very good they're like 500 bucks now yeah so yeah she's got both uh of 
two of oh, those. Oh, that's great. Nice. And we're, we're getting into that. I was going to say, is she going to do an Asajj Ventress cosplay? She's got a bald cap. Oh, already. nice. She's working on some stuff. Sweet. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to have some fun. Well, like, why not? This is the, the best thing about being an adult when your kids are grown or near grown or, sure. or, or there aren't in the picture necessarily is that you can spend your money on what you want. Well, the, the, the <laughs> joke about the, you know, uh, when boys grow into men, the only thing that changes is the price of their toys. Yeah. True. Right. Yeah. So here we are <laughs> proof positive. Might've only changed because of inflation. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not buying uh, RVs or anything like that. Talking True. about the Christmas experience and, uh, and where it relates to toys, uh, you Hank, and I know, especially like you lived when I say rurally, I would say <laughs> that you were the most rural of, of any of us as kids. I mean, you were on the bus for how long just to get to school? A good 45 minutes. Yeah. So out yeah. in the middle of nowhere, like just down the road from the, like a trailer park. Yeah. How big of an experience at Christmas time was the Sears catalog for you? Okay, so Sears catalog was everything. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things that you would get that Christmas wish book would come out, but it would come out in like October. Yeah. You know, you would get it months early. And I, I would literally sit, I'd sit there like it was a comic book and yep. I would read the toy section cover yep. to cover and then actually circle the things I wanted. See, now and then I thought I was the only one who the did that. <laughs> I circle the things I'd want. I'd write yep. lists of things. I'd like, you know, and then I'd craftily, or I thought it was crafty, you know, I'd just leave it open on the coffee table for yep. my dad to see you or, or whoever, <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I, I was a nefarious child, I have to admit. I had a vast collection. You probably can attest to that, West, like yep. comics and toys and stuff. Yep. But I had divorced parents, and I, I got real good at playing them off one another. Two Christmases, and, damn you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and I, you know, if... And they, they, they really did want to one up each other in terms of my infection. So if right, I got right. a, you know, one stormtrooper from one parent, I was bound to get four from another parent. So it was, uh, who loves you more was, son. Right. <laughs> and I'll, I'll take it. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it's, it all calmed down in adulthood, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. sort of the way it was. And, and when I began to realize it, I was like, okay, I am going to amass. I'm not going to lie. I mean, as dysfunctional as our house was uh, as a kid, <laughs> come Christmas day, like I can tell for many, many years. And I think it really was a case of, you know, parents being a parent is not easy. Um, we can all agree on that. And no, sometimes yeah. you just don't know how to make up for your own, your own shortfalls. And so Christmas is one of those times where it's like, I almost felt like my parents were trying to say, sorry, because yep. I can I can tell you that uh, several years running, going through the Sears catalog and doing just what you did, circling the items, there were several years running where everything that I circled in the book showed up under the tree. And I mean, oh, yeah. it was just like, when I think about that now, I honestly, and I know that toys were, were much less uh, uh, less costly then, they still spent an exorbitant amount of money on me for Christmas. No, it's true. And I think they genuinely wanted me to be happy about that, which I was. Sure didn't make up for the rest of the year, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now yeah. we're talking about something else. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> it's Christmas. We're bound to have a family. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, it's true. And the, the other, you know, and the Sears catalog sort of, you know, even weirdly before that it was it was you know you would uh you go through the underwear section when you're a young fella too you know like there, <laughs> you crazy freak personal book right <laughs> are you kidding man you where do you think i got all my corduroy pants 
this is it <laughs> this is it well see and, now there's uh, there's some pages right oh, out of the right out of what shots, is this all man. the 86 year uh andy yeah these are all from 86 yeah this is wow. the entire section but just a small sampling of it because and they you like know, the toy photography even like they made you they want that toy they knew what they were doing you could they would have a list of 80 star wars figures you could order and you could order them down to the the variant well here's then. here's like, the thing you know, too right like, like looking at these photos right when you say that the toy photography remember that these photos were done by the catalog people not by the toy company yeah right so right. i mean uh, i don't know about you guys we lived out west for a while where consumers distributing was a real thing mm-hmm. and we got yes. a catalog from so when i lived out west you got the sears catalog but you also got the consumers catalog yeah we and while they from that too. while they uh, sold a lot of the same things the toy photography was was different between the two books mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. consumers where you could you could phone it in and then they would pick it from the warehouse and you could and go down just and bring it you to could the go down and pick it up distribution and That's yeah, right. yeah 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 <laughs> and there was, I remember in Scarborough when I was a kid, I'd go visit my mom and stuff. Sure. There was a, there was a uh, consumers distributing warehouse. Yep. And, and all the time, like, I mean, I'm talking about going there when I was 16 years old and finding bins full of Star Wars toys from the 70s. Oh, wow. They were just like, yeah. Like just like things. leftover like, stock. Just crazy leftover stock. Not only Star Wars, but like, they had a huge toy section of crazy madness. And then, you know, like. You want a really cool like story. Uh, I don't know, but if you guys remember, uh, I don't know. Did you put any uh, in the Kenner slide, Andy? Did you put any mask in there? Uh, actually, I think I might have skipped it. Oh, that's I'm okay. Sorry. So one of the big brands uh, for the 80s, uh, if you guys remember Mask, Mobile Armored mm-hmm. Strike Command. Yes. Very recently, like within the last year or two. There was a warehouse find in Chile, and there were cases of like case fresh uh, assortments of vehicles that were found that just got sold uh, independently over the last year. Huh. It was done in one of the big mask groups that I'm in. I couldn't believe anybody who collects mask. Uh, you can go online and you can you can research uh, the the Chile find, and you'll you'll get all of the info for it. But it was Very pretty cool. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's real cool. Nothing like getting a forty year old toy brand new yeah. in twenty twenty. <laughs> Oh, where are we now? We've gone, just gone through, uh, we just did, cat- we'll talk about the catalogs a little bit there. Yeah, it was It magic. was such a good experience. Uh, it was the pre-Christmas magic. It was like for that me. That book showed up and it's like, oh my God, these are possibilities for Christmas. It sure made yeah. making a list a lot easier because yeah. mom would say, what do you want? And I say, I've already circled it. I'm the red pen or I'm the, I'm the green pen <laughs> or know? whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody well, else in my in my brothers were older, so nobody else was looking for toys. It was always me. And also having it be so visceral, you know. Oh, my God, um, yeah. I was sort of going to say earlier, too, like the way I, I, I'm just a tiny bit older than you guys, but the, the way that I got introduced to Star Wars action figures, and, it's, and, and you can scarcely believe it, and it was a commercial yep. for a pre-order for a line that didn't exist yet, and it's somehow I convinced my father to mail away for this thing that was a theoretical, you know, yeah, to, to get that early bird package. Oh, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, you know, besides seeing the movie and like, we got to figure what I was at five years old, six years old. So you couldn't, sure. I loved it, but I couldn't intellectualize it. I yeah. Couldn't, you couldn't you comprehend know. it on that level so of my, my gateway through to, to relive the movie or see it multiple times or anything like that was these, these toys. And, and for a, 15 30 second maybe 45 second commercial to catch a kid at the right moment yeah and for that kid to convince his father to mail and and to end up here today with all this yeah yeah that's yeah. such a wild thing that you know when you when you think of it like that uh how how we got into this yeah 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 uh, 
and there's various tales of various ways and different, you know, it might've been your first time you ever watched a GI Joe cartoon. It might've been the first time you ever saw uh, a, a Motu cartoon. It might've been the first time you ever saw your brother with a comic book or, or yep. that style yep. of stuff. But our, our entrances into this are so vast and, and varied. It's, it's really cool. Being uh, the youngest of, of uh, three brothers and sort of being the only one who was into what we now would just say nerd stuff. I was really left to my own devices. And so if I didn't, if I didn't connect with, I mean, I connected with so many things on television. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm as a child of the eighties, TV was my babysitter. Uh, And so (laughs) those shared experience, I didn't have the gateway of, of a family member, but man, like I had a very tight core of friends who got it just as much as I did. And I mean, just getting lost in, in your action figures and, and not even, I know like the, the corporate guys would talk about the play pattern and recreating scenes from the movie. We weren't recreating scenes from the movie. We were telling our own stories. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just so much fun. Yeah. And so no, yes. no wonder, you know, as a, going into my teenage years, that toys, the, the, the storytelling aspect of toys naturally translated into uh, tabletop role-playing games, which one you, my, you and I, story. you and I yeah. directly shared that connection. I mean, oh yeah, for years. Years, years, yeah, many, yeah. many misspent hours of our youth, actually. <laughs> Hundreds of hours. <laughs> and you say that that play the play patterns or, or whatever it is, one of my yeah. favorite things that's come to light recently, and it's 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 been just brought back to light with Book of Boba Fett right around the sure. corner, so around the corner. Yeah. Uh, for everybody watching five days. Um and, and that's that four days, December twenty ninth. Four four days. December twenty ninth. Robert Rodriguez literally blocked out the shots for the episodes by playing oh my god yes 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 and that is one of the that i mean i i I was practically weeping like that's one of the best things i've ever seen and to to understand that that's exactly where that comes from you know every every kid who's ever thought cinematically like turned that figure this way instead of that way or played with it from the top down and got all those different you know and how many times did you get like i did this a lot i'd get a scene that I liked, that I, you know, I made up, I made, you know, Darth, suddenly Boba Fett's a Jedi and he's got a lightsaber and he's facing off against Darth Vader and the fight would be so good that I would shoot it again, that I yeah. would do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, oh no, I want to do it on top of the Death Star playset now. And yeah. I, so I, there was this, you know, and you could see that, like the, the, the people that really found their love for the, the stuff is rooted there. And Robert Rodriguez is a shining example. Of I'll tell you, I have, a, I have another, I have another similar story that a professional story about uh, my days in the service. And, uh, when you were conduct in the military, uh, when you're conducting operations with armored vehicles, you can't exactly go out and just recreate that full scale. So, you know, when you're attached to an infantry battalion and you're doing rehearsals, which you will do, the funny thing was out comes the big green ammo can and they rip the lid off and they dump it out the table and guess what's inside bunch of, bunch of hot wheels, cars and army men. (laughs) And there you are literally like, okay, you go around the room and say, okay, you, you, uh, lav commander, you're, you're the green one. You Mm -hmm. ambulance commander me, you're the red one. And then each, each commander would take their little hot wheels car. And on the table, we would drive our little cars around to, to show the commander that we knew what the plan was. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like (laughs) all that stuff that you see on in movies and television with the, you know, like wooden, uh, wooden toy soldiers and pushing Perfect them across map a map. And, the you know, and they're doing it like, yeah, but it's, they cut, 
this guy's in Russia. Everybody, all the all the commanders in yeah, the yeah, yeah. had access and allies boards <laughs> the size of a ping pong table. Yeah. yeah, right. It's not like that. But really, when you think about the the toy connection, right? And so, like, we're literally like it's evolved, obviously, from like wooden sure. pieces to like like toy soldiers, but the the it's come full circle like using hot wheels cars uh you know to to plan oper- military operations right and right. that ha- still happens today so i mean uh, toys are pervasive whether you like to think of it, that they are or not no it's a true story and i think we love them enough i think we love them enough where uh we've been t- we've been really trying to work away uh work into how do we do this to sort of share our own personal collections with uh with our the fans of our show and i think we finally we hit it with this one where uh, I think we each, we each put together some photos here. Photos. Yeah. So you want, you guys want to go through those maybe and talk about sort of our own stuff, what we're doing? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, who, uh, who wants to go first? Go ahead. Okay. Dave, you've been quiet. Oh, there you go. Quiet, baby. <laughs> quiet. All right. You want to take sure. us through, uh, take us through your own stuff there. Right. Andy, and well, kinda... uh, I don't have a lot of photos. That's fine. But, uh, I do have this one. And these are some of the ones that I have held on to since childhood. Oh man! And my Centurions collection. So there, oh, Centurions man. is one of those brands where I just I loved the show so much. Power I just Extreme. Never had any of the toys. Yeah, loved the toys. Loved the action features. Needless to say, it was really difficult for me. Man, I wanted to buy into the raw men thing so bad, but yeah. the, the price point was just holding uh, you back. It was just a little too much for me. Yeah, but like. Oh, that's- the playability of these, like you could swap the parts, right? So you'd get like two or three different suits and you start mixing them to make your own. Well, they started doing that in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, sky was the limit. But see, now you're doing it right because this is how, if I had a, a Centurion's collection, I would want one figure for every suit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the lead guy on the left there, you can see the glue on his arm. That is my original one uh, with oh, his, yeah, uh, yeah. his playtime war wound. Jake. Um. And the other Jakes, you know, I've purchased over the years to try and fill out some of the other suits. But I think uh, I got you. Didn't I sell you one? You did sell did, me one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those I've managed to hold on to and still like them. Again, and I mean, here's a perfect example of, of things that the toy companies have done for years is that the whole share par- shared parts thing. Yeah. You know, the, the, the base figures were the exact same figure, just recolored with a different head sculpt. Yep. That's right. That's super cool. Yeah, even the villains, you could swap them. Uh, their what, halves Doc, and their parts. Doc Terror and Doc Hacker. Doc Terror and Hacker. Hacker. And the uh, <laughs> Strafe Drone. And never did have the other one, but. No. Then, uh, lately, I've been getting into Marvel Legends. Well, not lately. I guess for a while now. But uh, I've taken to customizing my own. Oh, sure. And this is one that I've done because I cannot afford the original Blue Beast. I bought one of the gray ones and made them blue myself. Fantastic. But so the customizing, that's a, we could do a whole other right. show on There's that. There's a whole show we there to be done. Could, yes, um, so just want to take us through the difference between, cause now this isn't painted. He's dot. Well, I uh, there's say he's some, not there's, of course there's paint on him, yeah, but there's a little bit of painted accents after the fact, but the majority of him I did with a synthetic blue dye. I still don't understand how that works. And I'm completely fascinated by it. How to dye plastic. Yeah. You uh, get your pot of water, add your dye mix. Yeah. Yeah. And then slow boil him. I ended up slow boiling him for about an hour. Well, he to came let out, it all sink in. He came out great. Yeah, right. I he still need a delicious. yellow. I, I still need that yellow <laughs> X Men belt for him. But beast suit. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, this one, I've been obsessed with this Sasquatch build a figure for a while. Okay. And because the head is one of the harder pieces to find, 
at one point I was experimenting with a Wendigo head. Yep. So nice. I did a repaint on that to make him an angry Sasquatch. Man, Mar- Marvel Legends is just like this. Uh, what's what's the industry term? Evergreen. Yes. There's just no end to uh, with what characters that they can produce, and by the time you think you've seen them all, They've there's been more. a new there's been a new oh, yeah. uh, another artist has come along and has redesigned your favorites, so it just never ends. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you know he Spider Man suffers from the Batman syndrome, right? Like there's always another Spider Man figure. Yeah. Or yeah. always another Iron Man or a Captain America, whatever. But Viking uh, Batman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've also got a short video here. Oh, I also made a video. <laughs> so uh, go through that real quick. Yeah, let's take a look at that. So here's my Marvel Legends shelf, which is a mix of Legends and assorted other type Marvel figures from the large, <laughs> the tiny, weeny little bitties. Yeah, it's mixed. And a really packed in there, though. Uh, next shelf, we have assorted mega constructs people. I couldn't remember the name. Got a little bit of Kubros. going on. The Kubros? Uh, no, they're the Mega Bloks and Ninja Turtles. More oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's more Sasquatches. And down <laughs> Two here, or three. Some battle Beasts. Battle Beasts. Did I sell you any of those? Uh, yes, you did. I probably and did. And next was supposed to be the spawn shelf, but. More Marvel. And <laughs> no. Spawn. And Spawn. And Spawn. And assorted other. Oh, get a Pez in there. And the bottom is for random stuff. Also have some stuff on top, which is, again, just a mashup. Oh, Baymax. Everything. Even got a little Frankie McDonald there. Prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of overflowing, and I can't best. really do anything with it yet. And I have little hands in the house, so this all stays. Oh, that's well, your uh, my Harley Quinn. Yeah, nobody touch. <laughs> yeah. Until the day I can, you know, unlock it. <laughs> Be prepared, everybody. Do not let Lawrence do that, Harley Quinn. Everybody thing. Oh, in Canada. Yep. Everybody in Canada who knows the the Frankie McDonald bit that was priceless. Yep. Hometown, <laughs> gotta have hometown him. Guy. Yes, but um, uh, Frankie McDonald follows us on Twitter, by the way. Yes, he does. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So shout out to him. Yeah. So Merry Christmas, thanks. Frankie. Thanks for being part of the community, that. sir. We love yeah, everything man. you do. Um, I just I love seeing that. The one thing I love about collecting, and especially like in sharing that experience with other collectors, is seeing how other people display their stuff and i mean like you're you've got like mix and match scales and i mean some people that's like whoa whoa what are you doing there <laughs> but really like your toy you do whatever you want with it yeah exactly oh i love Until it the point i get more uh shelving and expanded space you know i gotta yeah, keep yeah, stuff yeah. locked up so it I doesn't go walking but uh the yeah. one the one piece of that Harley I really wish I could display, but I can't, is the crown jewel of my Harley Quinn collection. Right, right, right. And it is the Sideshow Collectibles sixth oh, scale Harley Quinn. And yeah, as soon as you say Sideshow, like oh. he just jumped it up a notch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, you know. It's like saying Hot Toys. Basically. Yeah. It's beautiful. And of course, this is their production shot because I don't have her out on display, but, you know. Uh, man, stock photography works for me. Yep. So uh, that is my... Uh, Collection in short. Man. Used to be a full inbox collector, but you know, since meeting you have kind of opened oh, up really? the possibility. I didn't realize that I had such an influence on yeah. you. 
<clears throat> I'm recovering. Okay, well then I guess I guess I'll go next then because I am a full like I open everything. Uh but that's just the nature of it, right? I mean, I've I've oh, done yeah. it since I was a kid and uh man, I I do it as an adult because one, especially now, now that I've been in it for a few years, I mean, space is starting to become a pre- yeah, it does become an issue. becoming a premium. So uh oh my god, I guess uh I have to apologize right off the top here because my photos are just horrifically blurry and I, I could not figure out how to improve that. I'm sure lighting has everything to do with it. So I'm going to just start off here. I'm a, I'm a big transformer collector, as I said before. So, uh, recently I had to pair, <laughs> I had to pair that down, uh, because it was just getting way out of hand where I was collecting sort of everything for the sake of collecting it. So, now my transformer collection consists of primarily uh, modern transformers. And, uh, I've gone so far as to limit that to G one season one and two and the 86 movie. So mm. got a nice mix of, uh, there's some third party stuff in there too, like all the quintessons and whatnot. But, and then I've got this, uh, I don't know if you can see that very well on the bottom left. There is a shockwave in gun mode, but that's a, pre, that's a pre transformer transformer use of that that mold that's the uh the astro magnum figure that was sold at radio shack neat if you look him up online people refer to him as shack wave hmm. yeah uh, so pre pre-transformer transformer and then some uh, masterpiece stuff in there as well but yeah so transformers that's my big one the other big one that i uh, got into and again collecting that nostalgia was uh masters of the universe and and when masters of the universe classics dropped in in uh, 2008 i was hooked i just i couldn't stop and uh, I was an all-in subscriber to them right up until uh, 2015. And then just like with Transformers, I decided that uh, I had to pare that down. And so I basically dumped off all of the characters that I had no emotional connection to and mm-hmm. kept it to sort of like the core cast of like heroes and villains and whatnot. I love the way those shelves are lit, man. That's uh, beautiful. That's a, they're Ikea and they're like old style puck lighting, which I'm not a big fan of anymore. There's so many better lighting options, but at the time that's kind of what was there. Mm-hmm. It, it, it gives a, a superhero meeting. Almost uh, a, eh? yeah. To it. It no, doesn't I like, yeah, no, I really like that. It doesn't help that the shelves are black, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, you know what? My masters of the universe, they made a comeback in the early two thousands and I kind of got sucked into that as well. So I started collecting the 2000, what they call the 2000 X line, I guess, really, or the Mike Young productions. And so right. I, I also have a mix of like 2000 X figures and then the, the stactions as they were called NECA made those, uh, sculpted by the four horsemen who also sculpted the 2000 X action figures. But when Mattel canceled the line, the four horsemen basically said, you know, we're not done. We'd like to do more masters. And they got uh, a deal through NECA to keep going with these stations. So they were able to produce these mini statues that are in the same aesthetic as the 2000 X. And, uh, my God, some of them are pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Trying to hunt them down now. Still a couple I'd like to get like the, uh, the Hordak one, I think is the, the one, the big one that I'd like to get. It's really expensive. Yeah. I've got a few of the 2000 X, but they are safely packed away because they're all in box. Right, right, right. And then, uh, we were talking about this a little earlier. Um, about star trek i do have a modest star trek look at how blurry that is that's horrific i'm so sorry about that Um, that's great though i could see it but as i was saying like ships the ships all of the ships in there except for one are diamond select uh the only one that's not well two of them actually the the galileo shuttle is a playmate shuttle okay from the the Mm -hmm. the three and three quarter inch line 
Um, and then the Enterprise, the JJ uh, JJ Abrams Enterprise is also from uh, Playmates as well. Nice. But everything else is a combination of things. There's some Playmates figures in there. There's a bunch of Diamond figures. There's the Phoenix warp ship from uh, from Playmates as well. But yeah, so I still have a soft spot for Star Trek, and and so does Kim. So like, there will always be Star Trek stuff in our uh, in our collection. Mm-hmm. This one, this one's uh, for you, Hank, because uh, this is another shared love of ours. Oh yes, got a little Robotech, a uh, little Robotech shelf there. Uh, lots of fantastic. lots of Toynami, which Toynami is a lot of uh, reuse of uh, of. Uh, oh my god, I can't even think of the name of the the company. Those Alpha fighters on the bottom, they're actually from a company called Aoshima. Uh, from Japan and they look great, but they are terrible. Like do not, don't transform them because uh, they're, more, <laughs> they're more likely to break on you. Um, and then you got some newer stuff there, like the kits concept Rick Hunter, which is just a, an amazing yeah, figure. That's, that's mm-hmm. beautiful looking. Yep. And then you got a little uh, Britai there. Britai is from a new, a new company, new licensor. MEP toys is a one man operation in the States. Really? And uh, yeah, it's, he's doing some really fantastic work. If I you recall check, when you, when you pre-ordered that guy, you were all, yeah, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. So, check him yeah. out because he's doing, uh, he's got some stuff going on where he's doing some invid stuff nice. uh, and inorganics as well. How is he in hand? He looks beautiful. Uh, he's wonderful. He's a one yeah. to 100 scale. So he's the same, uh, the battle pod that's beside him. Yep. That is to scale with him. And so the, the max uh, Veritech, that's also one to 100. So all three of those, they're all to scale. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, like I say, with more modern stuff with like NECA, you know, I have a small selection of alien figures. I kept the original big chap, but I'm more into the human characters. I, I really yeah. got a thing for the human characters. And then of course I love Battlestar Galactica. I have a lot more BSG stuff than that. I just, that's kind of the, the bulk of the, the biggest stuff there. Mm-hmm. And then there's like some one-off stuff that, uh, that I have as well. Like there's the diamond select. That's the, the nice. first, first series of monsters figures from like back in oh, like 2008. Great. I love them. Rob zombie He's doing a remake making a rebooted movie. And yep. I cannot I wait to see that. it. I heard that. Oh, and then I saved probably the biggest addiction here. I mean, transformers is obviously one of them, but I saved my biggest addiction for last here with, uh, here's a look at sort of the <laughs> star Wars black series. And like I said, I'm a, I'm an open box collector and, and uh, I can't afford to, to be a completist as much as I would like to. So right. I'm down to cherry picking kind of the, what I want now. And, uh, there's still, even now I I'm looking, I'm looking just outside the studio and I can see a few boxes that need to get added in, into that collection. So do you, do you throw your boxes out or do you keep them? No, man, they are packaging. They go into the recycling. Perfect. Yeah. I can't, uh, I just can't do it. I did keep packaging for like some masterpiece transformers. Um, and did I put my ghostbuster stuff in here? Oh, I didn't. That's too bad. I have a pretty decent ghostbuster uh, display that I meant to show you as well, but I kept some of the boxes for that, like the prop replica, uh, proton, uh, sorry, a neutrono wand. I kept the box for that and the PKE meter. Cause the box, the packaging was done. Like, um, it looked like wooden crates. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I also have a video here because uh, this one is about sort of what goes on here in uh, in the cave, right? When we were doing the the home studio, I wanted to uh, to remodel, so I'll take you through that, and then uh, we'll turn it over to you, Hank. Here we go. So as a a podcaster and a content creator who likes to talk about uh, pop culture, obviously toys uh, play a big a big role in that they certainly have influenced sort of my imagination 
over the years. And so they make for great uh, backgrounds. So this is a quick little tour of the, uh, the saw cave. I mean, uh, you guys see this all the time in our videos, but uh, with the lighting, you probably don't see kind of sort of what's in the backgrounds. So, I mean, like you want to talk about, you know, toys. I mean, certainly there is no shortage of them uh, in this room. We got some uh, Predator and some Alien stuff in there. There's Robocop. And there's the uh, Masters of the Universe Classics. Castle Grayskull and Point Dread. Our uh, oversized Groot. This is obviously a uh, private first class Groot. <laughs> some Karate Kid stuff and Bruce Lee. Little mix of Conan stuff in there. It's kind of a hodgepodge. You get some... Uh, some Robotech in there, Voltron. There's some Transformer crossovers with uh, Ghostbusters and Top Gun. I love that Maverick figure, by the way. I'm probably one of like two people who do. And then, of course, my wife and I we share like a very, uh, pretty substantial Marvel Legends collection. Well, mostly all uh, movie features or movie figures, MCU figures. And then we get into what I like to call the Hollywood Rides section. Okay. Cars from Knight Rider, Ghostbusters, the A-Team, Transformers, more Ghostbusters in there. we got a big fig, Vader and Spidey. Those are probably going to get repainted at some point. But then, uh, you know, Robocop and Robocop versus Terminator. It's a good way to squeeze two lines into one. More NECA clothed figures. Ace Venture back sounds there. Sounds like it's right in the room. Sloth and Chunk. Weird Al and Clark Griswold. The Spider Friends up here. Dread Pirate Roberts. With his Iocane powder. Some of my favorite superheroes. Batman Beyond. Love that Batman Beyond. And then what do we got here? We got some Crash Bandicoot. That's Kim stuff. She loves that stuff. And our little Back to the Future corner. Love Back to the Future. Kim loves the crow. We both like Firefly. X-Files. That's a life-size life baby group there. Arrow. Sort of the vampire Elvira corner. Yeah. And then some more miscellaneous properties here. Hellboy. There's a Four Horsemen. Gothatropolis Ravens figure. I think that was the first one, actually. It's a really cool figure. Bunch of dragons. This piece here, this is a this is a kit bash I did. These are two doll two different dollar store uh, monsters that I kit bashed together with some hot glue and paint to make my own custom Hydra. Some hobbits. Hobbitses. And oh, look, it's Bruce Lee ready for Christmas. Nice. You know, between two other amazing fighters, Apollo Creed and Rocky. But yeah, so I mean, uh, there's just a quick tour of the Saw Cave and sort of how toys fit into uh, into my life here. But there's uh, more to come. Yeah, so that's kind of the, uh, oh my God, I still got my, uh, why is my slide up here? Magic. Uh, here we go, take that down. There we go. Ha! So that's kind of 
that's a window into my collection, which I mean, there's more that I, I could have taken a whole lot more time doing that. And I just, I thought, no, I better not because we'd be here for hours. <laughs> uh, it's true. We could each have an hour long show. Oh easily. my God. Yeah. I could easily yeah, go on about each thing and right. And I'm not going to do that because if I do that, we're going to be here for a long time. We got some of yours. Uh, we got your photos uploaded here, Hank. Now these are uploaded in the order that you sent them. So yeah. So I, 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 I don't know if how deft you are. Can we pull up that that Chewy and the ATSD? Yep. I'm just gonna roll onto that here. Let's start sort of with the beginning of we go. where it started. So he's uh, he's not very. You almost can't see him there. But uh, uh, Wes, you were instrumental in helping me almost complete that AT. I'm I'm almost complete. He's so close to just missing one gun by the looks of one it. One gun. It's beautiful. But that 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 is a 1978 Kenner. Uh, uh, Chewbacca, and that is my Chewbacca from when I was six years old. Oh, man. that's awesome! Nice. And uh, yeah, and as soon as I, I I had him doing a few things, but as soon as I put him in that ATSC, that's that's sort of where he lives now. And uh, he's in a nice little glass cabinet there. No, he looks great. And I think there's a a shot of the rest of that cabinet. Uh, uh there is, yeah, there is, yeah, right there. Yeah, and so that's my original sort of trilogy collection. Those are all uh, '80s or or better. Uh, the Star Wars stuff and stuff I've I've collected over time. It's um, I kind of I'd love to go wholesale into that, but I, the market has definitely changed. I sort of missed my window of getting back into all that stuff. Like that uh, that complete Jabba set was a uh, was a little boon to my my sort of collection there. Man, with the Kenner stuff, I mean, uh, unless they do any more of the retro collection, it's going to be hard. Uh especially if you're going to go like, say like all the way to final 17, the last 17, which are, yeah. you know, astronomically this expensive. And or, as an adult, it keeps occurring to me that I maybe should try to maybe, you know, try to do that. Uh, yeah. But as you, you're right, as it gets, it gets astronomical. And then I guess there's a, there's a shot of a bunch of 3.5 stuff in a, in a big wall. Uh, and, that one. Yeah. And so that's sort of where this started back for me. So, I, I mean, I've always collected, I, I, I've always bought one or two things that I see them on the shelves and stuff. Um, I remember seeing the, uh, the original run of the vintage collection and yeah. going, Oh, they're on the original card backs. That's something that's just made me instantly, my eyes pop at the store and stuff. So this is all, what you can see there is all uh, rogue one force awakens. There might be a little bit of last Jedi, and of course, we never got the the uh, the last movie, uh, which was sort of a silly way to do things. But I, I've strongly been thinking about just in terms of wall space and the sheer, you know, yep. uh, I have complete collections of Force Awakens. I have complete collections of Rogue One. I have complete collection of Last Jedi. I'm seriously thinking about flipping it. Oh, nice. And I don't know if I could recover my money by flipping mm. all three at once, like a trilogy box set. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, here, have all this. Um but I know I would definitely lose money because it, when I started collecting again in 2015 yep. and I, I do, I did buy into the hype of the Disney train. I, 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 I got fully on board with it, but then I started realizing that there are still things that the collectors were doing. Uh, and there was, they were, they were still pushing the boundaries of, of cool stuff. And that's when I started getting into, uh, uh the, uh, black series. And I think there's a, a section of my black series shelves that aren't open. I think there's one there. Uh, open sorry, black series. There's actually quite a few. There's uh yeah. There's some there. Yeah, oh, there's Han laying down there. Goddamn <laughs> handrails. So and I yeah. And 
I have to admit, at this scale, I mean, they look fantastic open. I can't argue and, uh, with you in that, in really that regard at and all. There's my, my sort of my rebel shelf. And, and I'm really what I call I'm a recovering inbox collector. Because every <laughs> once in a while I come in here and I was just like, I'm tearing this open. And it, for the longest time, it was, I, I mean, I think I even wrote a paper on it. And, and why I love that Luke and that, that Yoda. Me too. That, that 40th anniversary Yoda is so much better than the uh, the original release with the, the proper scale. Though. I love that uh, K2SO is dressed for winter. Yeah, well, <laughs> that hat looks so silly on Cassian, and I just <laughs> yeah. that on there. It looks perfect. Um, and so I, I, I used to think uh, I'd like to do a video about opening. You know, you see those videos, the unboxing videos. The unboxings, yeah. video of me opening every single toy I, I own and showing it to the world. And then oh, I'm like, that's cool. But why do I own the toys? Right. Do, you do it. Am I? Do I own them to show people, or do I? You know. And I. I actually wrote a long. I'll, I'll send it to you guys one day. Sure. I, I wrote sure. a long paper analyzing my psychology as to why. Why aren't I opening these figures? And, yep. And it, it, it became. I honestly, I got to the root of it, and it was weird because it was like this free form writing thing I was doing. But, I, and I finally realized that like, in box action figures are this weird gateway, uh, this weird middle point in my life between my connection to my father. And my connection to my son. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and where, like, my whole life, my dad was like, the value of this thing is oh, the most important yeah, thing about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And so you, you remember, I wasn't even, I, I'd read my comics once and then I had to put them in a vault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I had I had a tractor tra- trailer load of comics that I could, here, look at these, Wes, but don't touch them. Don't <laughs> touch them, yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and I remember Kelly. Don't sit on the, my, on the furniture with the plastic on it. <laughs> walls of action figures but you couldn't play with them and, yeah. I, and here i am still doing that and i'm starting to realize like no like like these are like I, I, my dad's not here to tell me don't, don't open your action figures anymore and that's a weird psychological thing uh, i think you know in, your, in my head it goes oh no these are a commodity in your dad's defense he was ahead of the time because most yeah. of us never thought that way about no, about toys true. in the in the it's 70s true. and 80s it's true if i i'd be i'd be I'd be probably pretty pretty if I had my entire yeah. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> and, and my Star Wars. I think collection. we've all I, kind of been down that road yeah. of like, if only I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but then you bring up a good point, though, and and this this applies to anybody. It's like you talk about the value. How do you measure the value, though? Right. You know, I mean, is the is the. I would argue that for me, anyway, the emotional value is far better, far greater than any monetary. Yeah. Uh, um, value that they would have yeah if i sat down and i thought about it real careful yep um if the apartment were on fire uh save my star wars figures i I would rescue that chewbacca and sure everything Everything else could go yeah honestly you know and that's it it all it tugs at my heartstrings it makes me think about my past it makes me think about my future it makes me love coming into this room that i come into every day but that chewbacca is the thing that has my heartstrings isn't that the thing though about about uh you know about that nostalgia is like what what does it conjure up for us for some of us it's reliving childhood memories i think for all of us really on some level that's where it kind of yeah where it kind of leans into but it's like the what other things that come up with it not only do i do you think about star wars but you think about the other things going on in your life at the time that it was new right you know exactly shared experiences Uh, with your with your siblings or with your parents or with your friends or the neighborhood kids yeah 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 and you're each bring your Mm -hmm. toy to it and each you know that's right 
Yeah, one of Group my adventure. still has my C-3PO from when I was six. I know it. <laughs> well, I have it on good authority that some dude just mailed back a, a Return of the Jedi paperback uh, with, your, with your name in it. That was one of my happiest things, man. That was, <laughs> well, you don't even think about things no, anymore, no. you know, like, and that, just see my name written in it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, that's my handwriting for yeah, yeah, yeah. a little kid, man. That's fantastic. What a, what a piece of nostalgia. I read it. Cover, I love that book. Uh, Great book. In fact, yeah. I, I referenced it earlier this week in a in a Facebook group about somebody yes, was asking. Yes, so, yeah. Yeah. That. Somebody was asking yeah. about, mm-hmm. tell me something about star Wars that most people don't know. And so I, right. I wrote, yeah. I pulled, I pulled out the, in the novelization of return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi refers to Owen Lars as his brother. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so there's that shot of all the, um, uh, the big shelf that's behind me uh, yep. of all my black series that I haven't managed to open yet. Uh, let me see if I can pull that. I'm going to, and here lies, part of my problem with collecting in the modern world it's not that one. It. it might be that one nope it's not uh, that one no, it's it's kind of like two big shelves with white boxes on top there we go so that's all my unopened and behind us there's a there's an atst that's one of my holy grail figures there there's a bunch so without not not bragging or anything we all have respectable collections here and i'm i have 151 six inch black series good figures. lord i've never even counted mine <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not even close to halfway through a collection. I know. And here, and, and it, is this a problem? And it's only a problem, I guess, if I can't afford them. And it's only adult, a problem if make, you decide it is, really. Right. And I make I make pretty good money for an adult, you know. Like yep. I'm I'm not, you know, we're we're doing okay in life. And the problem is not that I can't buy them all financially. The problem is that I can't find them. Uh, I'm with you on that one. And, I am totally maybe, with you on maybe that. Maybe my wife likes it like this because I certainly would have all 315 Black Series figures. I, would I wouldn't. All... I mean, I, it would be easy <laughs> to fall into that. And, and uh, for a while, that was me. Like with uh, when I started in Transformers, it was Transformers Classics in 2006. And I was all in on that. And I was yeah. all in on Transformers yeah. Animated. And I was all in on Masters of the Universe Classics. But honestly. And. As I start to get a little bit more mature with it, and I start to actually start to budget, where I go this month, I'd like to spend this much on toys yep, yep. if it's possible. I start to go. I start looking at Praetorian Guards and yep. the three Kylo Rens that I have. Yep. And going in twenty years, am I really gonna? You know, certainly my Luke in uh, in uh, X Wing fighter pilot thing is going to ring true in twenty years. Yep, uh, is a is is Ray in her. Uh, Jedi training outfit, you know, so I can start to see where I can let go of parts of that collection where before I was super trying to get all the numbers in order. That process of, and that's, you bring up a great part about collecting and we've all gone through that. Anybody who's ever, and I, I called mine was the great purge of 2019. Um, anybody who's ever purged a large portion of their toy collection or their action figure collection has had to wrestle with those yeah. feelings about the thing that they're potentially getting rid of. That's and right. man, you really come to terms with how you feel about something in that process. Yeah. And it's, it's not true. easy. It's not easy to do because, because of the, 
how you feel about it. And, and you really got to ask yourself, like, how attached to this thing am I really? Right. Yeah. Can I live with, is, is my life going to be any different in five years because of this? Thing? That's why I, to, I, I use that sort of phrase a lot. Yeah. Uh, that That's why I said, like, I can't be a completist anymore. So there has to be an emotional connection to the thing that I'm buying, yeah. which is why yeah. it's much easier for me now to cut my losses and say, I know I'm not going to get the whole wave of figures, no matter how bad I want them. So which ones of the wave See, do I really, really want? That stuff. So you and I have a different mind about this guy, but they're super good at exploiting that. Yes. Stuff. Yes. We talked about this earlier right. this week. Yeah. <laughs> now this is one of my favorite. Black I do figures. not need. So that is, no, I know that's the Obi-Wan Kenobi that's been released multiple times in Kenner mm-hmm. colors with a vinyl cape. I don't need that. No, I don't I need that. I need, I need, I need, I need walls. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) But this sucker, for some reason, this one, yeah. Now, just like uh, the Kenner ones, the the first figure I ever bought, a Black Series figure, yes, Chewbacca, yeah. Bought that, uh, and uh, for some reason, that that figure in that package, it, it, like I'm six when I look at it, it just speaks to you, yeah. It's it it really does. I think for me, the the paint job and the. The packaging yeah. thing is because I always opened everything, I never connected with the packaging the same yeah. way that I connected with the toy. So to me, yeah. like I want it in my hand. I want to be able to touch it, move it, play with it, and then put it on my shelf and look at it. So I love my shelves that I have with my open stuff. But when yeah. I like when I just walk in the room and flip the light on, I feel like I'm in a retail store. And I I, I don't know what it is about that. That's interesting like, that you use that analogy. So giddy a little bit like. Because just outside the studio is my family room. And I mean, the joke is when you walk in, it's the toy museum. And that's what it looks like because everything is open and it's arranged in a particular way that looks like they're being presented to uh, to be displayed. Yeah. If we could go to that slide of my sort of Of eclectic stuff. Uh, This one. Yeah, that one. So this is uh, like you guys are very eclectic as well. Yeah, of course. Snap stuff. So this is my my toy museum. This is my living room. Yeah. And there might be a thousand other items there, but I thought I sort of picked some that I thought would like, you know, uh, loving the uh, what Funko is doing with these weird the reaction that, figures. That yeah, I'm loving yeah, yeah. That stuff because it's yep. just a, like I can pick and choose. Uh, you know just for fun like there's a daniel larusso that's dynamite i bought that at a candy shop for like five bucks that's sure sure um uh you can see i'm starting to go down the slippery slope of the funko pops but so far only two and only two they're (laughs) lauren's yes and she's where we had this discussion where three is a collection (laughs) i didn't even take i didn't even take pictures of all the pops in this house because kim kim largely collects them and there's a 300 ish yeah there's a lot that uh that goku that a few years ago you helped me identify. oh that's right yeah we were looking Super at him a while crazy ago yeah. rare goku it, it just looms over my my shelves and i have some rick and morty stuff some of the more modern stuff that i, I love that property so I, I have a bunch of those action figures uh i'm in and the process of opening that's a and hank that, scorpio next to him is it not it is a hank scorpio nice. i have my two super villains under glass there uh, <laughs> talk about those those, um, those reaction figures for a second because like mm. they really even before Hasbro got on the bandwagon with the we want that nostalgia money Funko and uh, Super I think Super 7 is actually the manufacturer of those I think mm-hmm. Funko was the mm-hmm. distributor on them yeah. but That's they right. they really locked into that those nostalgia beats about you know the three and three quarter five uh, five POA five po- uh, points of articulation figures the uh, the idea that you could display them amongst 
your other figures. Largely why six inch scale is the default scale now. Right. Right. Um, but so you could have your Dan- Daniel LaRusso go around with Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. And, and that therein lies my beef. And I talked a little bit at last night with you guys about this. Therein lies my beef with my diamond select Bruce Lee, who's a seven inch scale. And it looks like the extra yeah, inch that, in him is all in the legs. <laughs> it's that odd scale. I know the the He's select got figures. Two and a half inch torso and head, and then a four and a half inch yeah. uh, ankle to waist. So hit and, and miss with them. So when he's crouched, it's not too bad, but he looks like, he looks like Hopper from a bug's life. His legs are so Man, long. yeah, he's all leg. <laughs> I would love to throw a lightsaber in his hand and have him go against, you know, like a mall yeah. or something, but a fight, that would be. Uh, that but, would be uh, awesome. And then that, that old tin uh, soldier at the very top. Yeah, right? tell me about old. that. Uh, I found it in the dirt while I was excavating the basement of the Mason's Hall. Oh, wow. Like, and it's, I mean... I don't know how old that thing is. It's got to be from the 40s. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Maybe I'll take some more detailed pictures and ship them off to you. Maybe you can find something. He's I'm sure somebody out there knows. Or some sort of uh, soft metal. Um, his paint is definitely worn, but you can see the beautiful olive drab on him and the beautiful skin. Well, he could very well be actual lead, <laughs> to be and, honest with might, you. It might be. We don't handle them a lot. The, uh, <laughs> He's just, in our mercury drawer. <laughs> this comes up every once in a while because I I administer for a uh, uh, administrator for a large uh, online toy group, and we've had people try to sell lead stuff. And I mean, uh, the Canadian government put a ban on lead. Uh, mm. What in uh, 1995? I think it is. Mm-hmm. So pre 1995, uh, soft pewter uh, pewter metal toys could have had a significant lead content. So yeah, I'll I'll ship off some more detailed photos to you. See if we can don't put it in your mouth. Is. No, <laughs> don't <laughs> lick your fingers. You love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess my final slide. I mean, I have you know the helmet school and stuff. Oh, it is. It's super cool. Is really what I do with my action figures. Yeah, so, let's do it. You know, if anybody thinks you guys are super weird, why are you playing with toys? Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make art a little, and uh, I've, I've fallen in love with ripping these guys out and putting them in in real world environments. I know a lot of people are doing this, and I know a lot of yep. people are actually doing like set building and stuff. Yep. But as my favorite photo I think I've ever taken in my whole life. And I've taken a few, but that 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 uh, uh, R two and three PO. It's beautiful. There's nothing in there that belays the scale. No, nope. you know, and it's serendipity. I, I try to set them up as deftly as I can. Um, you actually, Grogu's cut off in the uh, one with the greenery and the mushrooms. You can oh, just sort of see okay. the edge of him there. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I there's something about this that fascinates me, and then the ability to like modern cell phone technology, like yeah. Uh, editing programs that are I think that actually blaster on on Han there to me that is that fascinates me the most is that how much of it because I know people who are in the action figure photography business like I don't want to say they're pros but I mean like they could turn pro at any moment and Mm -hmm. it amazes me how much you're doing just on your cell phone including any processing right yeah no it's I I I, I don't take it off my cell phone anymore. No. Uh, I don't dump it into Photoshop anymore. I like it's, it's this sort of self-contained. It's like my favorite game on my cell phone. There's enough like. tools uh, available, you know, on the, on the mobile platform that you can do everything right on your phone. Mm-hmm. And then the thing I found the best about this is that uh, I was drawn to it anyway. And then when I started to look at other people doing it, I found this gigantic community. 
Yeah, yo, it's and as massive. Soon as I posted, I like you know, yeah, you you start an Instagram account and you yep. have one follower. Yep. And I post one post, and suddenly, I don't know how many years later it is. It's not many though, and I've got six hundred followers. Oh, on that's Instagram, awesome. And we're just trading back. You know, like it's all it is is action figure photography. Yeah. I, I got this little uh, bring your Jawa to work day movie. Oh yeah, the third yeah, annual yeah, yeah. one's coming up in yeah. February. And uh, just, by the way, we we participated a, in that last year. You sure did. We did. Thanks very much. I hope this year is going to be even bigger because I'm going to start the, the preamble a little earlier. Yeah. Um, but just that the, to be able to engage like that with other people that are like minded and, and and know that uh, you're a collector at heart and you're an artist and that that like there's so many through lines that we share with these people. And when they're all grouped together in one place and everybody is uplifting one another. Yeah. Like when you're getting 300 likes on a, on a photograph, it's, it's, it's not about, you're not trying to, you know, you just put yourself out there. Yeah. And it's so nice to be, to be welcomed into a community like that. And, and, and to be part of that welcoming it, toy groups are good, especially, you know, the, the, but they get, they get, there's this vitriol that happens. There's, there's some drama like, there. There's no, right? uh, no and denying that. I really don't find that in these photo groups. I yeah. find that this is a community of artists and toy collectors that are, they want to uplift each other and they want to move. The yeah, movement yeah, forward. yeah. And it's awesome. And that's, well, me. that's what I do with my toys. I love it. Um, you and I both clearly have a shared love of star Wars. And I mean, yeah. and it, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it again. We are not a Star Wars channel, even though we do an awful <laughs> lot of Star Wars. That's a big part of it. It is. It's a huge part of it. Um, and I kind of want to close out today's show. I want to talk a little bit about um, Hasbro and their crowdfunding platform, HasLab. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about crowdfunding uh, toys. I will say this, uh, crowdfunding, Kickstarter. Kickstarter is uh, the number one way to get a board game to market these days and has been for a couple years. So it, it definitely has a place in the nerd culture world. Um, so I feel like if you guys came to me and said, I'd like to kickstart or something, I would have your back 1 million percent. Yeah. I would give you every cent of money I could help with. And if I got a toy in the end of it, it would be great. Yeah. But when a corporation that literally makes millions of dollars and produces all the things I'm going to buy. Anyway, you mean billions of dollars? My, millions of dollars b and with a b with a b yeah billions. My money up front yeah there's a big fo in front of that for me i'm a i'm I, I guess i'll split the middle because uh i understand why uh when it comes down to shareholders and cost of tooling tooling it, it, once you understand the cost of tooling and i don't fully understand the cost but i mean from people who work in the industry who talk about tooling a brand new figure the, and when I'm not talking about the sculpting part of it, like the artist sitting down with a piece of clay or a guy on a computer who rapidly prototypes a, a figure. And that's a whole other story, by the way, 3d printing. Oh, but ahead, um, yep. the metal, the metal tools that are used to inject the plastic into a new fully tooled six inch action figure is in the realm of a hundred thousand us dollars. Right. So, I mean, when they, when they say we're going to need so many backers to back up, uh, to back something, the cost of that, the, the overwhelming cost of that is in the tooling. So, you know, like any other multi-billion dollar company, I'm sure that their, their liquidity is tied up in other projects where it's like, no, we don't actually have this on our roster and yes, we could do it, but it's not part of our, it's not part it's, of our model. It's part and parcel with the, the, the modern sort of, uh, and I mean, you've been able to do it in our line of, you know, uh, work or collecting for a while yep. now, but 
the the world is on this pre-order kick yep uh, and, and in my music i'm guilty of it too I, I i advertised hats and cds that i couldn't get out to you guys for months because of i was encouraged by people to but say, with the decline of things let's look at it globally and look at the decline of toy sales over you know over the last decades the toy business is a shrinking is a shrinking business and so it like is you You've know, got to guarantee those sales. Well, right? that's it, right? And so, like your New York toy fairs and your uh, um, New York toy fair is the one that keeps coming to mind. But yeah, your sure. your your big one. industry shows where the buyers are out to buy everything. If people aren't buying it, how else are you going to stay yeah. alive? And and so you basically are cutting out. You're cutting out the big box store, and you're going right to the the this direct to consumer model. We need a guaranteed number of sales in order to move forward with it. I, yeah. I get At that. At the same time, I feel like something like the Rancor, if you just, if they just went ahead and made that. Would people have bought shelves, it? That's I the, think it would. The biggest thing I saw about that was if you had made it, uh, just made it, just didn't tell anybody, just put it out there and priced it a little bit less, like in the $200, $250 range, people would have bought it. Yeah. Totally. And I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but I will say this. The, the Rancor, I'm going to bring that up right now. The Rancor was actually the, the first HasLab that I actually considered buying. And I agree with the, the, the notion that these HasLab projects, you pretty much know right from the beginning if you're in it or you're not. Yeah. And stretch goals don't really interest me a whole lot. I mean, sure, they're great little ways to pad out the, uh, um, the sale. Like, oh, there's going to be, so, here's some incentivizing for you to go in on it. But really- it kind of- it feels like a Patreon account from somebody who, who, who's already taken my money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the item here is the Rancor. It's not the, the added, the, the bones or the Gamorrean guard or the Jedi Knight, Luke Skywalker, those things, they, <laughs> and let's not kid ourselves. Uh, they're coming whether you want it or not. I mean, the tooling yeah. for two of those are already there. The Gamorrean guard and the salacious crumb were straight right. up reissues anyway. Um, and yeah. yeah, that Luke Skywalker is new tooling, but I've said already that figure was already in development because guess what's around the corner, mm-hmm. right? The 30, uh, the 40th anniversary for return of the Jedi is coming yeah, up here in two years. That's a great point. So that, that figure was coming anyway. Yeah. So the, the stretch and, goals and, don't do it for me. You either want the item in this case, the rank or, or you don't. And I mean, yeah. I was like, man, I've bought, I've already bought every oversized black series item to date. So this one really, this one really had me on the fence. Where like maybe I will go in on it. Yeah, and I, I actually think you might still see it. Uh, well, in a couple, you know, <laughs> I actually think you might still see it. There was a question that came out shortly after the campaign had closed, and we knew that it was not going to move forward. Even though, even though uh, I stayed up late and I watched the campaign right till close, and I watched the numbers, it was incredible. Yeah. How much it jumped up in just a matter of hours to like people still wanted 84, uh, 8,600. They were within four, yeah. they were within four or 500 backers of getting this thing. And I thought, Oh, at 8,500, they're just going to extend it and they'll get the other 500 that they need and right. it'll move forward. And then by the end of the night, something glitched in their website and it bottomed out at like, that was the screen cap that I, yeah, 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 I yeah. saw that yeah. it bottomed out at like, 300 or something but by the next day it had gone back up and it back they, up but they, that seemed to suggest that people backed out of it that's what i had right? thought so as well a, yeah yeah so did i it was erroneous it was a computer glitch. but here's the but thing right like like 90 percent of their backers with the whole backing thing i don't think that they were charging you anything until they got the, the number reached yeah peak mm-hmm. you weren't you weren't paying anything until mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until they made it that's right 
But the question that came out of that, and it's not, not a question that I asked, but I thought this was a pretty cool question. This was a, how do we talk about the Rancor without talking about the Rancor? Because I think everything that's, you know, everything that could be said about the Rancor has been said on so many other channels and, mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. forms of medium. But question in one of the toy groups came up and said, you know, is there a, ch- uh, is there a chance that Hasbro might revisit the Rancor for the 40th anniversary of Jedi as a retail item? And I don't think they will. I personally don't think they will because then it's, you know how much crow they're going to have to eat if they do that? It's possible, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about a Rancor Build-A-Figure? If it was Moochie, I would do Moochie as an oversized figure in a heartbeat, like in a wave of, say, uh, uh, Bad Batch-themed Black Series figures. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that the, I don't know why the Black Series isn't already doing Build-A-Figures with some of the oversize. Uh, yeah. Or more of the multiple hands and heads and accessories yep. that Marvel yep. tends to lean in. Absolutely. Um, you'd think that the same sort of people are involved. Uh, yeah. So whenever I, whenever I get a black series figure that has uh, extra stuff in it, it's, I'm always, you know, I'm over the moon. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah, should, yeah. it should really be standard fare. I think so as well. Um, Hasbro, if you're listening and I know you're not, but hey, just in case <laughs> it might be, we want some build a figure stuff in our black series Let's going forward. It. Let's do Everybody it. else is doing it. You might as well jump Listen, on. Listen, the they, they used to say that the life cycle for any toy brand was three years, a year to launch it, a year to grow it. And then if you got a third year out of it, you were doing well. And uh black series has been around since what? 2013, 13, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Six 13. inch black series. I should say yep. Uh, yep. three and three quarter black series kind of died there a little while ago. They're uh, in the vintage collection. I was going to say, that's just rolled over to the vintage collection, which was a better over. way to market way it better. anyway. Way better. I love the three and three quarter on the original packages, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic on my wall. So I thought this is a great way to close out the show. With that in mind, the, the whole, would the Rancor be revisited? I thought, you know, this is a great way to to reach out to the community, not just here uh, on our uh, fandom power community, but also in, in some of the toy groups. And ask collectors, with the with the Return of the Jedi coming up here, the 40th anniversary, what items would you guys like to see in the Star Wars Black Series uh, Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary line, which they are absolutely going to do because we've already done uh, Star Wars and Empire. So um, we put this out. Uh, it went out to uh, seven uh, different Facebook groups, including our own group here, uh, the Fandom Power uh, Podcast Facebook group. We got back 351 uh, total votes on about 22 different items. And so right now what we're going to do is we're going to go through the top 10 most wanted items in the Star Wars Black Series Return of the Jedi 40th Anniversary as voted by you. Yeah, thanks everybody for participating. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed enjoyed watching the numbers on this. Pretty uh, interesting to see what came up every day. Yeah. Uh, now we all put, uh, put our thoughts into this. You guys had, you both had sort of sent me like, Hey, this is what I would like to see. And those items made it into the list. Mm -hmm. And, uh, some of them got some seriously good traction too. So I'm just going to go right off the top before I start with the slides. Andy, unfortunately, it didn't go, it didn't make the top 10, but Andy, you had uh, honorable mention to Andy who had suggested a pit of carcoon play set, uh, with a Sarlacc hand puppet. Yes. And I thought, what I like a it. great, what a great way. Uh, we don't see enough hand puppets. So like we had, but in the eighties, right. You had sectors. It was a whole yeah. hand puppet yeah. line. Yeah. Well, even in Motu lots, though, right. Lots. Like the fright zone playset, the fright zone playset with the hand puppet. So it, no, no doubt that makes for a perfect, how do you bring a six inch pit of carcoon to life? 
with a hand puppet maybe up through the bottom or something. And I thought yeah. that was really cool. Unfortunately, it did not make the list. It got uh, four votes. Yeah, better than nothing. That is better than nothing. All right, so let's get on to the top 10 list. Coming in at number 10. Number 10 was the uh, Someone Who Loves You uh, two-pack, which would be uh, a reissue of the uh, Princess Leia as the Boosh the Bounty Hunter. Obviously, you'd want to pick her out with a uh, a new uh, face print, uh, with that new face print tech, which is so nice. But then, you know, the issue with Star Wars Black Series figures has always been, if you've got a character that wears a helmet, the helmet head always suffers because of the hair. So... Either a new, you know, either put two heads in there Swap or, head. yeah, or do something to, to improve that. And That's of course right. you want to get, uh, I, I call him the hibernation sickness Han, uh, Han mm-hmm. in his white shirt. And if you really wanted to make it a cool thing, give me the empty carbonite block too. Yeah. Right. I'd right. love to see the empty carbonite block. All right. Number 10. Oh, by the way, anybody wants to know the vote count on that? That was eight votes. Oh, eight perfect. votes. Yeah. So, uh, next up. Next up is uh, number nine, and it's a tie between the Ewok hang glider and uh, help me take this mask off two-pack, which, of course, would be a a reissue of the removable helmet Darth Vader and a reissue of uh, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. With his his tunic askew. Yes, you got to have the tunic folded down. You have to have the fold down. Maybe there, yeah. Well, see, that's actually something. I don't know if you had the – did you get the blue – the original blue stripe Jedi Knight, uh, Luke, uh, Hank. I did not. So I, he actually, I am missing. He actually comes with a swappable chest, uh, piece, which has a uh, flap closed and flap open. Nice. That's awesome. So, I mean, See? they could literally See? just reuse that, that, um, that body. And that's kind of the virtue, uh, something I should have said earlier. That's sort of the virtue with this list is that, uh, the list includes like, not only is it new tooling, but I mean, it's the bread and butter of toy companies. How much can we squeeze out of an existing mold? Right. You know, so tried to make it interesting. We and, can help you out with that. Exactly. <laughs> tried to make it interesting and make it give choices that actually, you know, people would want them for whether it's a combination with another piece that makes it like, Ooh, that's, that's something I want. Yeah. All right. Where were we at there? That was number eight. No, Sorry, that was number, that was number nine. nine. <laughs> Moving on to number eight. Nine-num. Nine-num? Say that for Nine-num. me because I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Nine-num. Him. <laughs> Lando's co-pilot in, uh, in Return of the Jedi when they attacked the second Death Star. Yeah. That's an obvious one. Mm. And I would go even further. What would be really sweet would be a, a Millennium Falcon cockpit playset with him and a General Calrissian minus the cape. Well, I so I, I put on the list. Do you remember? Did you get any of the centerpiece uh, pieces, Hank? Do you know? Do you remember no, those? Uh, I was thinking of they're 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 quite cheap now. <laughs> Actually, so <laughs> I I put that in as an option. I I put in the uh, centerpiece. This actually came at number thirteen, so just outside the top ten. But um, this had four votes, and it was a centerpiece Millennium Falcon cockpit. So because right. it's a centerpiece, right, it, you, you don't, you save on tooling because you don't have to make a posable action figure, but you make up the cost by putting in a light up feature. So the cockpit right. would light up, Very cool. yeah. but then have, have Lando as a non-posable, just a statue sitting on the seat, but make him removable. So you could put your other figures in it. In, in you know it. what I mean? Absolutely. That would just be yeah. so cool. Sideshow, Sideshow, I believe has actually done this. They've made a one, uh, one sixth. I believe one so. sixth scale millennium Falcon cockpit. So don't, yeah. don't tell me that there isn't a market for it. I was going to say, maybe that's a future Haslab. Yeah. 
guy, I mean, in terms of guys like me that want to do action figure photography, yep. purchasable sets at yep. the scales that I want with that yep. detail. Yep. Uh, we're going to start making them ourselves Hasbro. Well, and that, again, that's the whole 3d print thing, which maybe we'll save that for another show because I could talk ad nauseum about 3d printing and how I, how I feel about it, where it's, where it's beneficial and where it's not. Um, but that's another story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Nian Nub, he came in at 13 votes, 13 votes for Nian Nub coming in at number seven, the desert skiff or the repulsor skiff. I think it's like one of three names that it's had over the years, but this time we're going to add in uh Pagetti Rook. And if you were a collector of the, uh, the three and three quarter line back in the eighties, I think he was just referred to as a weak way, weak way guard. Weakway. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, uh, Pagetti Rook. Guard. Yeah. Skiff guard. So he comes in, uh, at number eight with a, a total of 14 votes. Seven. Excellent. What did I say? Number eight, number seven. I can't even read the thing in front of me. (laughs) Good Lord. Okay. Number exciting. Number six, number six is the second tie of this list. And these are no brainers. One is obviously a newly tooled figure in the form of Mon Mothma. Perfect. Arguably could reuse some of princess Leia's body parts, I suppose with a new head. And then, uh, the force ghosts of Endor. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought about, uh, you know, do you split this one and do you go, you know, do you do Sebastian Stan, Force Ghost? Not Sebastian Stan. Yes, oh. Sebastian Stan. The guy who played Vader in the uh, as Shaw. a Force Ghost. Sebastian yeah. Shaw or just the Hayden Christensen. And I know that the, the Disney position, uh, the Lucasfilm position on Star Wars is that uh, the special edition is the only edition. So... I uh, did not make that as a. As I could a, see, I could see this being like a three pack that you could buy wherever. Yeah. And then having the Sebastian Shaw version be a Comic Con exclusive. Oh yeah, that's that's a perfect uh, exclusive. You know where where it's actually, it those exclusives don't bother me as much as like an Amazon. One. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like yeah, I enjoy those ones. Convention exclusives. A, right, you're you. It's an experience. You have to be there to get it, or you're gonna you're gonna pay a lot for that San Diego Comic Con <laughs> Obi Wan. A convention exclusive should be something that if you don't get it, does not take away from your collecting experience. It should add something, right? right? Like, right. but if you, right. as, as the general public, if you, if you can't get it, if you don't have access to it, it shouldn't be like this big, like, oh man, I, I, why didn't they yeah. just do? Yeah. It's the only place I could get something even similar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So these two tied in at uh, 16 votes a piece. Awesome. I, I'm definitely down for a Mon Mothma. Unfortunately, Hell the yeah. one <laughs> I did another one. A lot of these I kind of put in with like these centerpiece things. This would have tied in perfectly to the other centerpiece that I had proposed, which was um, the operations room on Home One, mm-hmm. with that big hologram of the of Endor and that second Death, and Star. Death Star. Because yeah. then you could just put her in that with uh, with the General Maidine statue, mm-hmm. and they they'd look mm-hmm. great together. But that didn't make the list either, unfortunately. Mm. All right, so. Number five, number five, and this was the one that I was championing the whole time, was uh, an Endor Rebel Commando four pack featuring Nick Sant. Only because you know the argument about it's Rex, it's not Rex, it's Rex, it's not yeah. Rex. Well, you know what? It can be whatever you want it to be. We're just going to make right. a figure of him in six inch scale. Yeah, yeah. And even if you did, even if you did Nick Sant as an original sculpt, and you you did the other commandos as a generic guy. I mean, you could use the same swappable face feature that the Hoth Rebel the Soldier Rebel came one. with. What a great feature. And I mean, look at that. I mean, that that Rebel Trooper came with, what, two faces? 
And between the, the scarf and the goggles, look at the number of, of looks you could squeeze out of two faces. Right. So imagine exactly. having three or four faces to muck around with. Mm-hmm. You can get your whole command. That's unit. what I mean. You could have, you could have the whole squad. And I, there's, I almost want a lot from this four pack. I want, I want removable backpacks. I want, absolutely. I want helmets to come off. I want, I want a Gatlin gun that I could set up in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want like, you know, ammo boxes. I want a little bit of a play set with this. You know I, mean, what I mean, like just, I'm yeah. a little disappointed in the sense that we never did get the full Vietnam experience out of Rogue One, which it was sort of initially sort of pitched as it was going to be the the Vietnam movie of Star Wars. Even the right. marketing with the helmet, the Vietnam era helmet flipped upside down on the beach. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't we get more of that? So this is kind of a way, I mean, the you, you get, uh, you know, an unlimited number of troop builders where clones are concerned or where stormtroopers are concerned, but where's our this troop, where's our troop builders for, uh, for the rebels? The rebellion exactly. is much more than just three people. Yeah. I mean, we got, exactly. uh, we got the, uh, the tent of four, the rebel trooper, we got him. Right. Um, and then we got the Hoth guy, but that's really, that's kind of it. And the, the Death Star trooper's head fits on that body. So you can, oh, can yeah, sort yeah. of swap, you can get two of those if you like. Right. Back and forth, right? Oh, but, right, 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 right. Uh, okay, so that's number five. Number four, here's a no-brainer. This is a straight-up reissue. Uh, way back in 2014, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive set was uh, Jabba the Hutt, um, who came in this, like, beautiful uh, fold-out box. The box was the dais for Jabba the Hutt. There was no plastic molded piece. But to me, it's a no-brainer. If you bought the retail Jabba, you didn't even get the railing. At least no. the, the Comic-Con cool. version, you got the salacious crumb and you got the railing with the hookah pipe, right. but you got nothing else. So your Jabba is, uh, you know, ostensibly just sitting on the floor. Yeah. I mean, sure. I could go out and 3d print one of these, but I don't want to give me an official no. one. Right. Give me an official one. Uh, so that's our number four. Now Jabba the Hutt, this is where things, oh, sorry. The, the commandos, I should go back to that for a second. Commandos, 27 votes. Nicely done. Jabba, 33. Mm-hmm. All right. Hank, this one, you're going to be very happy. Mm-hmm. Ready to go? Number yeah. th- number three, the ATST with Chewbacca and his ah. Ewok co-pilots. Top five, baby. Absolutely. A six-inch scale ATST would be enormous. But it'd be doable. It, it would be, it'd be a high-end product, but it'd be doable. And I, I, I do cite the Elite TIE Fighter as my example that it uh, i think it would fly all of those oversized uh um uh, things that they've done now the tie fighter i think is probably uh, don't hate me for this but i think is actually the worst example because that thing <laughs> that thing a year later was was on clearance and every clearance outlet that you could find i mean they were going as yeah. as low as 60 bucks i think the last time at uh toys 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 and vaughn uh, Von Mills. Crazy. Yeah. 60 bucks. I brand should, new I in box. Of those at 60 this bucks. is what I mean. Like you the could... other thing too, is I agree with you too. The, the snow speeder and Luke, which I'm, I'm about to purchase unboxing. Uh, You're going to love it. It's You're going to love it now. Oh, that's down at, 40 bucks. Yeah. At, at Toys R Us. Even so. at uh, new, I mean like at 150 at, uh, uh, as a new price point, I thought there, there was $150 of value in that. Yeah. Given the size of it. And you get a figure with it. What I'm, that's around what I'm expecting of an ATST with Chewie and a couple, you know, it's, it's not so big. It would probably stand two feet high. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, it's, it's compact enough in terms of shelf space that I think 
I think this would fly. Is I think, it, you yeah. know, comparatively, I'm just going to back up here for a second. You can see Chewie's hanging out the top of the, the, the ATSD there, but yep. let's go back up here for a second to the failed slide here and have a look at the Rancor. Look at the stormtrooper standing beside him. The, right. the ATSD wouldn't be much taller than the Rancor. No, no I think you could have an ATSD Rancor fight that might go toe to toe. It would look pretty awesome. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and Chewie's an easy one to do. We've had how many versions of Chewbacca have been out now? Two or two right. or three? We still don't have that disheveled, messy hair look from Return of the Jedi. No, we don't. Um, and Ewoks are at a premium right now because it's one, Man, bo- it's one body Ewoks. that they've, uh, they've issued to, for two different characters now. Uh, what, Tebow, Tebow and, uh, and yeah. uh, whoever it was on the speeder bike. Yeah. It's one of those characters where it, if you, all you have to do is take it into the woods to photograph it, to make it look like it's in its natural. Oh, it would just look so. It looks so good. A group of Ewoks in the woods there. Sure. And I mean, then you can reuse it in your Mandalorian display. If you wanted to do like, you know, uh, Cara, uh, Cara and Din facing off against the pirates. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So that's, uh, is the, uh, ATSD with Chewbacca that came in at 35 votes. Now, uh, the next one, I think this was also one of yours, Hank was, uh, the emperor's throne room. Mm. Number two, the emperor's throne room. Uh, specifically the emperor's throne room as a playset. So it has to have, not only does it have to have the Amazon exclusive throne, you've got to have the, the viewport window behind it and you have to have the gantry. The gantry. Because if you don't have that, then you can't, you can't recreate that pivotal sequence of Luke facing off with his father. And I want the old Kenner style collapsible gantry. So I got a thumb toggle and I can drop that Luke right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that would be great. Again, uh, the, so this is a partial reuse because the, the, the throne itself, the Amazon throne, it's a great piece. Mm-hmm. It looks great and it wouldn't be much to slap some walls around it and throw up a, fa- a facade of a window. Right. This one came if in at a uh, nice plastic staircase leading up to it. Yeah. I'd be okay with cardboard walls. Oh, sure. Sure. Right. The, I was going to say this one came in at 42 votes. Nice. So our number one, uh, by a landslide. Runaway. <laughs> <laughs> by more than double, by more than double the number two really? slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number one item as voted by the fans for Star Wars The Black Series, a uh, six-inch inclusion for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi is the Max Rebo Band. <laughs> That's awesome. And how can you not want, uh, you know, the Max Rebo Band? To me, it's, an, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. If you're going to do... Personally, I want the Jabba, I'll 3D print the Jabba Dias, and then I'll go and buy the Max Rebo Band just to flesh out the Yeah, if you had to choose between the two, the Max Rebo Band would certainly win. And I put in I, I put in the concept art for the original band when it was just a three-piece before, mm-hmm. the, before the special edition. But again, I mean, the, the bottom shot there, those are all, uh, I think those are all uh, actual three and three-quarter inch action figures. Yeah. So, are, I mean... Yeah. They've, they've already done the band, the full band, uh, in that scale, who knows, maybe we can get, uh, get a full size band. Mm-hmm. And when they, they did have, uh, uh, the original Kenner had, uh, it came in as in a box set with nice noodles and the Max Rebo band. And you got yeah. the, the microphones and the, the instruments and the organ that Sny was playing. And, yeah. 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 Or yeah. Max Rebo, Max Rebo, the, the Max, keyboardist. Yeah. He's the blue guy. Yeah. And then and the key is uh, actually pushed on that old Kenner toy. Yeah. 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 So Back that, forth. but like I say, by more than double, 
91 votes. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually a thing that that line is missing is more aliens. We've been he- we've been human heavy, we've been trooper heavy. Yeah. Uh, and we could use a lot more canteen aliens. And this prompted me because of this discussion. I never got the list to you guys because I got super busy at work sure. with the album and stuff. But uh, I started going through like watching the properties. Yep. And as I was watching, like you watched return of the jedi to prepare for this i, I did I went, yeah and i started wa- i did a, like a marathon of star wars and i went there's we don't have that character yet we don't have that character yet. yeah we don't and i had a list of over a hundred you could easily figures if you start do i mean you know, in the in the uh, rebels heavy i'll tell you that i had a lot like i want callus <laughs> me too so want, cal uh, is coming by the way yeah callus confirmed he, he's coming yep um i need i need kane and jarris with two heads i need him uh, blind but can see without the beard yep. and i yep. need him with the helmet and the beard i need short-haired uh ezra bridger i need yeah. every paint version of friggin sabine wren that i can get i uh, agree with you <laughs> i mean i i actually my my list was very rebels, rebels heavy, heavy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um the, i i i i my my arm got sore after 100 figures and i mean general general Riken. like yep. you could have a hoth playset like oh <laughs> so this started my brain just turning like, i think when you compare it to like the have. the three and three quarter line like if you started Cantina collecting a band let's say you started collecting and i'll go back as far as uh, power of the force two if you started at power of the force two and you've been collecting ever since you've probably got what 300 and some characters now i think is the count I don't know if the black series will ever go that deep into side characters and background characters, but right. one can hope. I mean, uh, what's coming up here in the new wave? You've got uh, uh, um, Dr. Ivazin and Ponda Baba mm-hmm. coming out. So right. there's hope. There is absolutely well, hope that we'll get see, them. As I was writing the list, it, it started out, I was like, why don't we have this when we have this? Yeah. And so when you, when you say that we're not, we haven't done a deep dive, it's, it's that we've deep dived into some strange areas. Yeah. Why are there three Praetorian guards from the last Jedi? Yeah. And we well, don't have general right. What was it? Over, what? overbite, <laughs> underbite. And, uh, that's uh, yeah. the joke. Flat face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why do we have constable Zuvio? <laughs> who, who got <laughs> okay. cut? Right. But we don't have general Maydeen. I know. Okay. Or nine numb or, or yeah, I could go on and on and on. And so Hasbro really needs to figure out that, there are things that we want and there are things that we're just going to buy, I guess, but like, it's, we'll buy it because <laughs> it's there. Right. And, yeah. You know, I, I think they maybe had more plans for Zoom. Like from a stakeholder, from a stakeholder <laughs> perspective, it goes back to that. You know, if we've already got the tooling for it and we can reuse it, then we'll do that. Then yeah, spend the money. New, new, new stuff. No, I get it. But I mean, yeah. look at, look at the real, no, I shouldn't say that. Cause now this has lab thing is proven. I would say up until the the failure of the rank or the the general consensus was, hey, if we're having a slump with what's going on, let's put out some classic trilogy stuff because classic yeah. trilogy sells, right? And then the At rank the or came time, around though, and I didn't. I want my classic trilogy to be a little more eclectic. I, yeah. I, I I have six Luke Skywalkers. Yeah. I have six iterations of Luke Skywalker, and while I enjoy them all, and I'm missing a couple of them, yeah, I'm yeah, missing the Jedi Luke. <laughs> yeah, so. But I would love to see some. I would love to see some Cantina aliens, man. I would love to see the bartender. I would love to see, you know, a different version of a Jawa or a different version of a Tuscan Raid. Like you know, because there, there's so much that we could yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we just keep clubbing us over the head with Luke's. 
And while I like them, <sighs> I really love Luke. Me too. Me too. I, I really, there's so, we could go so much deeper. This, uh, Lobot. Lobot. Yeah, Lobot for sure. This Luke Skywalker here, this Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker that was coming out, uh, it was a stretch goal for the Rancor. Uh, not only do I fully believe that you will get that for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, I suspect with the new tooling that's involved. Is it a completely new skill? Yeah, it's a brand new. Is it? Yeah, it's a brand new sculpt. It's not just the cloak over top. Okay. But don't kid yourself. That figure is going to come out again with the big shiny belt buckle and the Mandalorian line. And the the power of the force uh, card is a little... I don't care. See, again, I don't care about First, packaging. So the power yeah. of the force card and the collector coin means nothing to choice, me. Though. It's a strange choice when you could go with the 40th anniversary Jedi re- return cards. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. All. That's a strange, it's just a strange. Well, choice. that the salacious crumb, I mean, that's what, what he's in. So I don't understand yeah. why, right. Why you wouldn't do the same. And but, he's uh, a reissue and they actually, they, he's not only is he being reissued in real time. So he's in the, the Disney parks the, set. The, 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 and twice because they just repainted him. Yeah. For one of like, yep. there's two of them and one is blue. <laughs> so, so you could buy a couple of those and you could have. They actually, do I need uh, Minox or do I need Cantina Aliens? Guys? I really think that, uh, you know, if you were following, there were three HasLab campaigns running at the same time. And I don't want to go on about HasLab because I really wanted yeah. to have some fun with the top 10 list, which I think we did. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to market the Rancor at the same time, along with the Ghostbuster Proton Pack and the G.I. Joe Sky Striker. And the sky, the marketing team, uh, the marketing guys for on the Joe team, uh, they put out this like video with an animated Cobra Commander who basically took a... You got to look this thing up. It was like supremely, incredibly good marketing. And I'm like, hey, Star Wars guys, you could, you could take some notes from how they marketed this. Right, right. You know, like a little video just to hype it up was incredible. Anyway, yeah, I would still watch a toy commercial, yep, I yep. Mean, you know, in terms of that. So, uh, of the 20 some odd, uh, items that we put on our list to vote from only two of them received zero votes. Really? Yeah. Uh, one was Something for everybody. Yeah. The, the ones that, that got nothing. One was a centerpiece home one bridge set, uh, with a movable command chair and a non-posable Admiral Akbar. That got okay. zero votes. And the other one was the assault on the shield bunker uh, set with the light up feature and non-posable wounded Princess Leia. Zero oh, votes. That was mine too. Zero, uh, zero votes. Hey yeah. man, I could use, I could use another Mon Cal officer. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. so it just never stops. It just never, ever stops. And, uh, just going hey, by the, it. going by the Akbar from, uh, from the last Jedi and just repaint him 17 times. Right. Yeah. I do have him. I don't have the proper one yet, but I do have him. All right. I might so, throw a knit sweater on him and make him my longshore mon. Longshore mon. I want there that guy. Go. I'm telling you right, right. now, if they right. don't do longshore mon, I'm going right. to be so upset. Yep. And frog mom. And uh, we could just go crazy on the With this cable knit sweater. Yep. <laughs> that Cobb Vanth. Have you guys seen the Cobb Vanth? I movie? have seen the Cobb Vanth. He's actually. Looking. Beautiful looking. I was going to say the action figure of Cobb Vanth fills out that armor better than Cobb Vanth fills it out. <laughs> it does. It actually does. He's quite skinny in the show. Uh, listen, guys, it has been a wonderful experience to sit down here and talk toys with you guys, especially oh, yeah. for Christmas Day. I hope everybody who's uh, listening and watching is uh, having a, a wonderful Christmas Day um, or whatever holiday that you celebrate or, or choose not to celebrate. I hope you're having a great day. I want to thank everybody who's uh, been with us 
for the last what year, year and a bit now, um, there's lots more coming. So remember, uh, later this week, uh, the first episode of the book of Boba Fett. And that means that means our first episode of our new deep dive review series. The book of Boba fandom will be in full effect. Hope you guys will stay with us for that. And uh, there's lots more coming uh, here from the saw cave. So for fandom power, Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Wes. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. Bye for now, everybody. Hey guys, thanks for listening to fandom power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production.